Hey, everybody. Uh, Hello. Let's, Hello. Let's switch the screen to a little bit more uh, active and engaging. Like yeah, that. get that. But take uh, off that, that text that says starting soon because we are no longer starting soon. Uh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> oh, that's that's so cozy. I love it. Yes, 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 yes. Very cozy. I, I guess technically I can put the music on, but put it super like low key and people can hear the popping of the fire. I don't That'd know. That'd be let's, nice. Okay, let's, 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 try let's give it a shot. Let's, give it a shot. Let's, 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 let's do that. Let's uh, just, give it a Just make sure to enunciate. Enunciation. Okay. Hey, guys. Welcome to our uh, Still Work in Progress podcast re-roll, where uh, we discuss things that happened in the last couple of weeks for our uh, D&D games here on Twitch. Uh, we have the Horde of the Dragon Queen game that's the end by Vic. We have the Harry Potter game that's the end by me, and the Sacred World game that's the end by me, all 5th edition. Um who do we have here tonight can you guys uh say your names bros i'll let the angel go first <laughs> oh wow okay colton oh 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 yeah that's me uh, i thought you said don't let the angel go first. i no, said no, i'll no, let no, the no, angel no. go first go man just go okay, i'm sorry my name's colton i'm Ariel. hi hi <laughs> hi colton hi i'm gonna turn up his microphone a little bit more just for uh the sake of everybody okay. okay and then going down the list who uh who is that uh person with that uh, uh minus two dexterity oh that's me <laughs> it's hey like, guys i'm lynn i play like i play grayson uh yeah he has negative negative two dexterity yeah, yeah <laughs> thanks does. and he rolled a he rolled a nat one last time and he got a negative one <laughs> oh. yeah that was great. you know who yeah. also so rolled a nat one yeah, well, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Horde of the Dragon Queen every other Monday. It's great stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, in the double of the microphone over there, which the people don't notice because they can't see that there's two microphones, whatever. Hi, yeah, yes. Tabitha and Vic. You should say hello. 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 <clears throat> One yes. at a time. What? Hello. Oh, my God. Stop nudging me. <laughs> Hey, sharing a microphone. <laughs> this is this is how the podcast is going to continue on, guys. Oh, absolutely. Hi, I'm Vic. My dog is threatening to bark at every little noise outside the door, so I'm, I apologize if he starts barking randomly. So, hi, I'm Vic, and I play in the Sacred World campaign. I play West, the human barbarian warlock, and I also am the DM for the Horde of the Dragon Queen on Mondays that we don't do this podcast. Oh, and I'm also on Debbie Planes and Doodles with my bro, Lynn. Yeah. 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 Hey guys, I'm Tabitha. I play Aurea on Friday Night's Game, and I play Janva on the Monday Night Horde of the Dragon Queen game. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I am Jesus. I'll I'll try to conduct this uh, uh, marinade of discussion uh, and fail miserably at it, but uh, as is most of my D and D jobs anyway. Um, so, uh, oh, I play Fox in Horde of the Dragon Queen and DM both uh, uh, the Hogwarts Prep and the Sacred World D and D game. Buddy. Yeah, oh, no, I have a dog who's ready to bark too, but uh, he is uh, currently in the sitting position, and that's where he wants to stay right now. So that's good. So my dog is also in the sitting position, but he's just looking right at the door. Oh, I think mine wants food, and I'm gonna yeah. pretend to give him some until the very end. Uh, but uh, so we have uh, it's been a couple uh, a week or so. Uh, and things have happened in our D&D &D games. 
Um, so many things. So many things. Since we don't have anyone for Hogwarts prep right now, I guess we can kind of skim that over, and and if someone eventually joins a conversation, we can, uh, I guess, discuss that. But um, so let's i like to uh let other people talk first because i will continuously talk so i think that the the stage should turn on to the dm for horde of the dragon queen and what? um we can ask some topics about your game vic oh uh, no yeah since oh. we have three players for that game in here you know that's oh yikes that uh that sounds like a wonderful thing to do um, okay uh so is uh is there a point or topic that you wanted to start with first um oh man i don't know they're looking back on the game that we had monday last monday um we, we had for uh we had we had a bit of uh old old school combat uh for once since uh, a lot of our game was like heavily into role play and uh mostly just uh i guess kind of following more of uh communicating with people and moving the story through that way um sure yeah you know as it goes um hmm so yes. what about sorry the sorry, sorry grayson ruined that for you <laughs> oh oh no no that was wonderful actually i really <laughs> that was probably the best use of the command spell i've ever seen like force just to force a parlay that was so cool that's actually brilliant <laughs> That yeah. was like the biggest power move. <laughs> so he's full uh, uh, of power moves. Um, I, I'm trying to like ask questions that aren't leading questions that will like, okay, okay. force you to like spoil things in the campaign. Um, oh, of course. I'll, I have so many things to spoil. Uh, yeah. Uh, so your, uh, your take on on the game? You're you're changing things to fit our characters, right? Uh, yeah, of course, modern, always. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, with Waterdeep being as big as it is, with uh, mm -hmm. um, uh, Baldur's Gate being, you know, the quintessential D&D &D starting city uh, oh, yeah. that is racist against dogs and hooved animals. Of um, course. Uh, so uh, what from your perspective, Senor Diem, uh, mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. are things that you're changing and things that you're not changing from like the module without being like too spoilery? Uh, just curious and asking. Well, I have no point but to be vague. I, like, I have no choice but to be vague because I don't have the module sitting in front of me. Hmm. But, um, yeah, so I kind of uh, got into the groove of... Because I've, I've run this module before for people. Three times. Three times, to be exact. <laughs> and I'm going to say this is probably my... I'm going to say this is probably going to be my favorite rendition so far because I'm forcing myself to go outside my comfort zone which is modules and kind of homebrewing a bit here and there and just writing the story in a different direction. Like structurally it's going to follow the same plot, but the, the actual, I guess the, the details, the, uh, the, 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 um, I'm trying to think the cosmetic of it is going to be a little bit different because hmm. I like to do this thing. Uh, I'm starting to do this thing now where I make you guys tell me things about your characters like their aspirations and all that good stuff. And I take that and I weave it into the story. And that may or may not be why we're on um, a ship right now in the middle of the ocean. 
Is it because two of us are fucking... Well, no. Three, four of us are pirates. Three. Yeah, about three or four of you are pirates, yes. Uh, that might make things... So I thought it'd be a lot more... Um, I think it would be a lot more favorable to you to have... Um, to, to have uh, a few sessions where you guys were on the open water, having ship-to-ship uh, -ship combat, having those challenges of being out at sea, and just uh, enjoying the general uh, ambience of it. Hmm. Instead yeah. of being on on the... Because, uh, uh, fun fact about this one, because since we've diverged off of it, I'm going to talk about it. Okay. So, slight spoiler. Slight, slight spoiler. spoiler. If you wanted to go by the like by the book for this module, what the game would have had you do is you go to Baldur's Gate and from Baldur's Gate, you join a ground caravan and you travel up the coastline on foot and it takes you two and a half months in game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it takes you two and a half months in game to get from Baldur's Gate to Waterdeep. And then I'm oh, sure sorry. there's adventure. <laughs> oh yeah, there's like there's there's like a whole like table of adventure, yeah. like of random encounters that can happen. So I basically had to take that table and flip it to match what you guys would encounter while out at sea. Mm, gotcha. Uh, yeah. Hence the uh, hobgoblins and uh, the pirate ship. Yeah, for sure. I uh, I always uh, um, I don't know. I could. Uh, <laughs> oh god, there he goes. Wow, sorry, I have upset you so much. Um, <laughs> Uh, hopefully Vic can still listen, but, uh, I, uh, it seems like your style of DMing is very not, uh, I don't know, like, uh, what fuck, what's it called? It's not a railroad system. It's, it's, it's very open. It's like, well, you do whatever you want to do. And, uh, I, I feel very little pressure to like, oh, hint, hint, go this direction. Um, I don't know if that's an intentional thing or, or if that's just, uh, um, Vic's always DM like that, or if that's something new that you're doing, because it seems like the story doesn't progress forward until we, this, the party, wants to make it progress forward. Okay, so I heard like half of that. Oh my god, I just spilled my entire <laughs> No, it's heart okay. No, it's okay. No, I do get what you're uh, saying about the whole uh, choice of whether to railroad or to just let you run free like cats. Yeah, I like that. Which I, I like do, I, I kind of do prefer to let the character and the player have the choice of pushing forward on the plot. Like, there will be, have to be times where I have to, like, tug the leash and be like, okay, you got to go this way now. But I don't, I guess I just don't want to be, like, very, I don't want to be, like, forceful about it. Like, no, you have to do this right now. And sometimes that just doesn't feel fun. Sure. When you're feeling pressured into a, a certain scenario. Sure. Uh... Don't be afraid to do that as well. Uh, well, no, I know. Like, I've I've done it. I've done I've done it like a few times, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just just as a curious thought, and uh, it's it's so hard because I've never run a module before, like ever. I mm -hmm. uh, I've been uh, uh, how I in the old days was taught how to play Dungeons and Dragons was that uh, you uh, modules are quote unquote for lazy DMs. That's that was like the thing at our table. And being brand new to D&D, &D, starting at 3.0 with people that were, like, already in AD&D. Uh, &D, and then, did, mm -hmm. uh, and like, we're, we were just transitioning to 3.5. So, like, I learned how to play a system to relearn how to play the same character again really quickly. It was a lot of uh, um, 
this is how it's done. This is the yeah. only way D&D is done. Uh, and it was uh, so much that when I ran my games, like at the beginning, like what, 14, 15 years ago, I had to run them exactly the way that they did it. And if you didn't play D&D the way that we did it, well, then you weren't a true gamer now, were you? So it's, no, uh, of course not. Um, which is really weird because until like the last couple of years, it wasn't until I learned that uh, um, it's a collective story that we're all telling mm-hmm. versus yeah. uh, the DM has a plan. You guys follow that plan. Um, yeah, no, I, I much prefer, I just, I put down the bare bones and then I let everyone else tell the story because essentially this is your world that you're playing in. Yeah, for sure. For sure, it's a it's, a, it's it's a after again because like this is the first time I have played as a player in a long time. It was like mm-hmm. oh wow, he's not like forcing me to go somewhere. No, he's not. He's not like pushing the story along. And it's like, do you want to keep role playing? Okay, keep role playing. Do you want to do this for three more games? All right, keep doing it. I'm like, <gasps> yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, so I guess that's where I would ask uh, to my players, um, how do you feel about? the progression of the game and uh, as compared to other games that you've played in and I guess um, the part this is the part where I also ask if there's anything you think you would like to see more of or um, something like that um, I don't know I, I have I can't really I don't know I don't know if it's appropriate for a player to say such things not that like a player can't say I'm not having fun or anything. Like you're, mm-hmm. I'm assuming we're all having fun, we're all doing things. It's just so weird. Like, what what can I say? Oh, mechanically wise, uh, uh, like are we having the adequate amount of fights? Are we getting like uh, not that this is like a thing to, um, not as a complaint, but as like a note that I can see other people complaining about. Uh, Fox doesn't give a shit. Fox has mm-hmm. high AC. Uh, and spells, and he is a tank, and also he just doesn't care about anyone that's living that's not an animal or a plant. Uh, I love Fox with my whole heart. Fox is you shouldn't. He's an asshole. Uh, I I love Fox with my whole fucking heart, man. Uh, Fo- he's think- my favorite grandpa turtle. He, he's my favorite grandpa. Okay. I I think Fox is like liking Fox is the same thing as uh, saying I like the Punisher. I'm like you really shouldn't. He's a horrible human being. Well, and he I knows would say. He is. I- I would say I like him as a character. It's like, you know, saying I like the person as a character. I wouldn't say I'd agree with half the shit he does, but he's oh, very okay. interesting to watch. All right. Okay. Yeah. I, I, that's that's essentially is, what I mean. He is fun to watch. Oh, yeah. I dropped the bolt. Um, uh, but fuck, what was the conversation? <laughs> What's the Fox last... is an asshole. Apparently. Fox is an asshole. Apparently. Yes. I mean, that's that's true. Oh, Which oh, I... yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So like, uh, I think I started out the game with like eight gold. And I still have only a gold. Like I can see how a lot of people. Yeah, I think really... you paid like a. I think you paid like a silver for a fish once, and that was it. Yeah, I gave I gave money to <laughs> for a uh, for uh, food for rations for everybody. Yeah. Um, but I can I can easily see how uh, people would complain that like, well, I'm not getting the adequate amount of gold. Uh, so like, I can't buy weapons and I can't excel versus like there's other people who yeah. inherently just have more money because their story demands that they do and they're the ones that pocketed the treasure at the mm-hmm. time that there was treasure so like they're buying magical equipment versus fox is not 
Again, not that that is a negative thing, but I can It's okay, see we can call Birdarai out. He's not here. Fucking that <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> uh, so here's a question uh, from from the uh, from the uh, audience. How do you handle yeah, when you like keeping things moving and your players drag their feet on random things? So yeah. So okay. uh, Yeah, how do you how do how you, do you uh, how do you how me or you? Well, I'll, I'll start since we're talking about Horde of the Dragon Queen. Yeah. Okay, how do you handle... Oh, on here. Oh, Tadpole! Hi, Tadpole! Uh, let's see. How do you handle when you like to keep things moving and your players keep dragging their feet on random things? Um. Oh, gosh. Because I'm... Because we just talked about how I let everyone just kind of go at their own pace. Um. Usually I will just kind of... I guess just kind of you know, through narrative-wise, point them in the direction they need to go, you know, just give that little push. Um, if they keep kind of dragging their feet on it, that's usually when you bring the dragon in and destroy the tower and everyone inside of it. Yeah. That's what you did? No, that's actually not why I did that. Uh, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I have a very odd way of handling this. I, um, uh, and I think it's more because I, uh, I have not played as much as maybe mm-hmm. uh, I would want to in the past fucking 15 years. Um, so <laughs> that DM's curse. Uh, it's uh, oh, I, I tell the players straight off the bat, like session zero, and I keep repeating like every because we have conversations after the game all the time about like, oh, that was cool. What about these motivations? I think my character is going to do this. And like that helps me write, which thank you very much for doing that. Um, but I'm very clear, and I've said this many times, and I'll continue saying, the villains and the enemies and also the allies of this world have things they want to do and accomplish. They have their own goals. So if you decide that you want to take a little extra time going shopping this morning when it was told that someone was going to get hung that morning... Well, then that person is going to get hung. Wow! I'm just calling it as as it is. Um, I don't fair. I don't like this conversation. I want to back out of it. Or, <laughs> uh, fair, okay, no, fair. Uh, like uh, uh, for uh, Hogwarts prep, um, they were facing a uh, necromancer who wanted to collect all the key items for each uh, um, house in Hogwarts. Well, yeah. the party. Uh, not that like this was a bad choice or a good choice. It was just that was their decision. Uh, they were being hunted down by the ministry through some just like mess up information, and they decided to keep low, and they kept low for many months. So I'm not just going to say, well, this dungeon, this whole thing I had for you guys to go into Ravenclaw's Lost Library is going to like stay there until you guys arrive. No, the villain is going to say, well, nobody's stopping me. I'm gonna go get the fucking iodine. Uh, iodine. Uh, Tiara, they have a tiara. Um, yeah, the iodine. Yeah, yeah the yeah. iodine of the Ravenclaw. D, the yeah. iodine to uh, stain their clothing. To the D. Diadine. English is a second language. It's hard for me. Hey, uh, that's totally fair, dude. Uh, yeah. Diamonds. Diamonds. Money. I give them series of choices, plus I subtly push them a little um, to get so the party can discuss narrative. Uh, um, hey, Tadpole. Uh, I like yeah, I like that. Uh, nice yeah. yeah, because an art, I think ours is a little bit different. Um, just because we are alive, uh, that's why like um, 
shopping if it's mundane shopping it's not like an experienced thing to encounter a new friend mm-hmm. or, or like a key magic item or because i made a silly character and i thought it was fun um uh usually like we do rations like off the clock or uh when we're on yeah. break or like if you want to just sell your stuff sure just you sell it you get what's on the player's handbook like we'll just call mm-hmm. it even just because it helps things move along um uh un- and if there are beats that i want to hit like um none like this might sound uh, not correct how I wanted to set, but like let's say there's a real big fight that I want you guys to to encounter. Like not because I want mm-hmm. you guys to fight or I think the game is boring, but because this is key information. Uh, I only have a limited amount of space. The the setup is done. Uh, we got we've explored as much information as I can possibly think to give for the further missions ahead in these mountains. Let's move on to the swamps. So, you know, we, we fast forward. Instead of role-playing four days in the swamps, you just, now you're there. Uh, was yeah. there anything you wanted to do? Cool. Let's have that done. Uh, and, like, I also have, uh, like, a sticky notes on behind the DM screens for, like, this is when we're going on break. This is when we're doing this. The introduction should take this long. And very rarely do I say, okay, we have 20 minutes for role-play before we jump to this. And only because I know this fight's going to take a long-ass time. So I need to make sure that we start Mm -hmm. the fight after the break or we start it before the break. Because if we start it before the break, then we're going to have a very long time before you guys get some chance to pee. So, like, I try to keep those beats to hand. um, And it's it's an odd juggle that people, I guess, that Mm -hmm. do D&D streaming wise have to handle um yeah and i've seen other streamers who like they they will pa- i was like oh well it's it's exactly an hour now we're pausing doesn't matter like what where the fight was or the mm-hmm. uh, they're a little bit more um i, I guess the, the them as a group are a little bit more lenient on like having a coca-cola product on their table or like eating pizza or people walking in and out on the camera shots like that's their table and they handle that well and that's what they want to do and uh, for ours, I think there's a little bit more schedule to it. And that's the only thing that I think that might be kind of unfair with keeping a paste. Uh, paste? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, like a toothpaste. Keeping to pace with, uh, with the game. But, yeah. And, okay, so uh, here with the, uh, the players that keep dragging their feet. Also, it says our broadcast ended. It didn't. Where? Oh, wait, it did. Oh, no. Oh, wow. How did it end? Let's we were see. having problems with that in the Doodle for... stream, too. That's probably a Twitch thing, then. Oh, boy. Because it kept telling me we were offline, but we actually weren't. It was weird. Oh, hold on. Let me look at that. Yeah, no, it says network error on the computer. Uh, yeah, that's probably Twitch right now. Yeah, y'all are down. Okay. All right, let me stop the recording. We should be live. Everything's good. I just closed everything okay. down. Um, I'm going to open just to make sure. Uh, open this on my phone. Apologies for Opening. the. Yep, uh, it shows we're back online. Okay, cool, 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 cool. All right, fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. on my end, it doesn't. What the? All right. Uh, so uh, we did have a question yes. that I cannot see because I closed everything down. Okay, no problem. Um, so it uh, it's, it's, it's from uh, it's, it's from Cutie Chain about the players that are dragging their feet. So it says, my players keep getting slapped that the uh, villain is doing what he wants. 
and they're getting a little discouraged by all of the bad things happening, so I'm trying to find a balance. I, I would say you have to give them a win. A side quest with when they they fight a whole bunch of mushroom folk and some of them get high and at the end of them they go to a hot pool and like bathe and can relax and for one game not saying write it so they always win but for one day one game give them what they want make give those endorphins in their brains that says yes we did something we're not just a whole bunch of I don't know, failures or whatever the situation is. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I wouldn't use that too much, but if if it is losing my friends over a dice game uh, or kind of derailing the story a little bit and meditating as a DM, because it's kind of our jobs as DMs to make sure they're having fun, uh, I, I would highly do that. I've... That's because yeah, so, uh, that's happened in like the sacred world when like I actually heard one of you guys says we need a win. So all right, cool. Let's do a a hijinks episode where things get a little bit weird. Let's <laughs> let's roll up some good characters. Let's introduce Chattington. Let's, let's yes. Do, let's do it. Yes. Oh, Chattington. Oh, um, I love him. Best boy. Best Chattington is best boy. I would also uh um. I, oh wow! Okay. I like the idea of. I'm not seeing any replies on they, chat. Okay, so uh, Tadpole has where it says uh, their players made a fantasy PowerPoint presentation of information that they've gathered from from their game and work off of there. That's amazing. What? Nerd. That is some That's level awesome. of commitment. <laughs> That's so cool. And it says uh, it means I don't have to prepare for much because they've gotten used to just gathering all the info pre-session. They ask me cues and just plug and play. What? Why don't you guys do that? Nice. Uh, mm. <laughs> We're the, Sacred World is like the worst note takers. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. Because nobody at that table takes older. notes and I know it. Colton and his note keeping, which is his D, his, his character sheet that has he keeps all stuff. <laughs> I tried keeping notes as West, but it was like trying to do it where it was West Journal, but that was already a bad idea. West is terrible at keeping notes. A thing that That's I use. That's what Ariel's mm-hmm. gonna do now. Like, I actually bought that leather journal that I bought at Half Price Books. I'm actually going to start like writing it as Ariel. Like, it's his own journal. Like today. Oh like, yeah. Again, you know, blah blah blah, and just kind of fill in that. I mean, character-wise, you kind of have to. So. Yeah. yeah. They poison it and see what happens. Oh, I did so that cool. in my old campaign with Grayson. I think he has like fifty or sixty entries from the start of the game. So how how bad are your notes for Horde of the Dragon Queen, Lynn? My notes are great, thank you. I, I mean, I mean, content wise. Oh, it's fine. Like, <laughs> I get by. <laughs> oh, also, I still, I I still would, have to uh, link you his journal for this campaign too. I keep forgetting. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, for for going back on like discouraging players, I would also try to like um, I don't know, like let's say they're like. Story-wise, the beat of the story, they can't like we can't just derail from this dungeon. Do do little fun things like uh, when they, I don't know, they they come upon a room that has these puzzle with orbs that you need to solve. But every time they solve an orb, whoever solves it gets that fucking skittles, man. 
Get the Skittles. Yeah, or uh, or change it up a little bit. Well, like um, this, I'm totally sitting from Satine Phoenix. Or like, okay, today when we attack, we're not going to roll dice. Here's a rubber band, and here is a cup, and this is uh, this is when you hit. If you hit this far, it's a critical, and like you know, change it up a bit. Um, yeah. Uh, it. Uh, I don't know. Oh, they uh, keep breaking. They keep breaking their dungeons. They keep breaking their dungeons. Yeah, the um, players keep breaking Cutie Chang's dungeons. What? Why? How? How do it's they a, do it? I'm starting to think I'm a shit DM. No, you're not. No. No. No, you're not a shit DM. Uh, you're. Uh, I will tell everybody the most discouraging thing ever. You're no better or no worse than any DM out there. I don't care who they are, how glorious their hair is. You're. <laughs> you're all the same DM. Excuse me, my hair is very glorious. Thank oh you. Oh my god. Thank uh, you. <laughs> Not as glorious as this DM that runs a game for me Friday nights. What? Um, like his hair is pretty legendary. I mean, that's that's just genetics. <laughs> I fear, <laughs> I fear the next ten years if we start going bald. I might oh just, God! I might just say Poku and just call it a day. <laughs> no. Um. Uh. But like, how do, how do they uh the uh I guess quote unquote destroy your dungeons? Like uh like what's up? Because I know I had, uh, I guess while we wait for an answer, I, I know in uh, a game do, um, they would, the bard managed to roll, uh, and I think it was on me, because I should have just kept, kept making the DC higher, but in my campaign, the bard rolled super high on uh, a per, like a persuasion slash flirtation check, and she mm-hmm. persuaded the, uh, the guard of the dungeon to give her a tour. <laughs> so, so here's the thing, right? That's yeah. awesome. I love that. That, I mean, that's, that, that was pretty smart. That, that, that's no, no. I, I don't know what the context is, and I'm just like I'm assuming the same characters in like my world. No, why? Why the fuck would the would the guard do that? Like, well, I rolled a natural twenty on persuasion. They're a human being who knows when shit's gonna get real. Who is their boss? Is their boss is gonna be okay with you giving them? Are you giving the fucking blowjob? Is there a lot of cocaine involved? Like, why? How? How much persuasion was involved in that? Uh, you you want to know what the persuasion was? Ah, uh, sure. Boobies. No, no, uh, no, no. <laughs> no. As a man who the likes boobies. the boobies, no. It's it's. <laughs> No, I'm not going to. Who's the villain of this dungeon? If it's a beholder, uh, fucking no. I don't care if you're the hottest person in the yeah. world. Um, no, uh, I'm gonna stab you. Or to be fair, uh, it was it was like a level one dungeon. So I, I and that I, was like a I understand thing. fun is fun. I completely yeah. understand that. Like like if that's the way that you guys play and everyone's having fun and you're like ah you did it. Like the DM is part of the joy of the game. Like totally. Um, but the, oh, let's see, the, the NPCs have their motivations and they are there because they're paid slash fearful of their moments. Well, then let's work with that. I know this well, isn't exact, but, uh, as I, uh, for, to continue on with the persuasion thing, if they're afraid or, uh, or being paid for it, how much are they being paid? How much is a persuasion? Um, there, I think in 3.5, yeah, there was who, a... who's, who's, like, yeah, like you said, like, who's in charge of the dungeon? Who's mm-hmm. the one that's lording over them? There, there, yes, exactly. There, there was a, yeah. um, uh, uh, a... The good cop, cop bad cop, these kobolds hard, man. One of them terrified them so badly they wanted to do whatever the PC wanted. Oof. Yeah. You know, that, that reminds me of, um, 
that reminds me of back in the beholder tower where mm-hmm. we had that goblin that i remember laz wanted to keep as a pet and we thought that we had him as our lackey and he just was like sending us into a trap anyway because he's yep. a stupid little goblin I mean, yeah, exactly. that's what he would do. Uh, yeah. There, there, there is a a which like totally manipulates just how you want. Uh, but in three point five, there was like a friendly and fearful chart where like um, oh, I liked that. Where like uh, most people that you interact with are just neutral to you, and if you're good or bad to them, like it sways one or two ways to like either yes, they're totally your best friend, or they want to kill you. Like when you start as enemy, they're pretty much wanting to kill you, and you need several like high diplomacy checks against them to try to like make them I wouldn't say super friendly but at the very best using their their information uh who's their employer how afraid of them they are how much money they're getting like they that can totally sway them to saying at least I'm neutral to you I'm not going to harm you I didn't see you come in. I'm not going to report that you came in. If you guys die, that's your fault. But uh, I'm not reporting you. Or like, or if exact like your cobalts, if they're so they got all the intimidation checks, and that this is like the fourth one that they get a high number on, and the cobalt just keeps getting natural ones. Yeah, total that one scene in uh in Iron Man three when he's like, dude, I just work here. Everyone here is weird. Puts down his gun and runs away from Tony Stark. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's good stuff to keep in mind, especially when you have characters with stupidly high charisma like Grayson and, in your campaign. Hey now. <laughs> and I I would say that if it is like communication is a number one issue, uh, a number one uh, yeah. um, not issue, number one anti issue. Communication helps the best with with your play. If like this is something that like hey like guys, I've noticed blah 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 blah, and then that opens up the discussion for everyone to talk. Like, oh well, I didn't know that my character was in that. I'm sorry, man. Um, or you could go to horror really bad. I'm like, well, that's my character, and that's how they role play. I'm like, yeah, you're being a dick, though. Stop it. It's about fun. <laughs> um, it's about fun, yeah. And and not saying that you should always do this, but it's also not inappropriate to say, well, if you guys keep diplomacing your way through the dungeons. Let's put a dungeon where there's no way you can diplomacy your way out of. There's a whole just bunch of oozes and nothing but gelatinous cubes. Yeah. yeah, just nothing but gelatinous uh, cubes. If, Can't diplomacy yeah. a gelatinous cube. Uh, if uh, or, or build a dungeon where they have to accommodate themselves to the dungeon. Like, well, the dungeon's on water, and you absolutely need to. So, like, it's going to be hard to break it. But if they do end up away from, like, oh, I'm just going to cast Breathe with water for eight hours. Cool. You're you're not breaking it. You're using resources and draining spells to be able to accommodate yourself to this dungeon, which is mm-hmm. marvelous. Um, yes. uh, it's not like oh, I wanted you guys to do it this way and go underwater in this location. Um, I don't know. Just as planned. <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, and it's it's also just just to be fair, it is also mm-hmm. unfair for other DMs to pick and point at things that other DMs are doing and say that is wrong. Uh, or I would do this in that situation because uh, everything is case by case scenario. The moment, mm-hmm. the players, how your emotion was that morning. Were you hungry? Uh, did did work suck? Did you almost get hit by a car? Like all these things factor into like that one game, that one session. And yeah. it, it's it's um, it's uh, take everything that we say with a grain of salt um, because uh, maybe all the advice that we're giving you won't fucking work because your table is completely different from our table. Um, mm-hmm. As 
know that you're not doing anything wrong. You're yes. never failing as a DM. The only time that I would say you're you did something wrong was if you say something as a DM, and then mm-hmm. we're like, oh shit, that's not what I wanted to say. But they kept going, and then the entire game you're regretting that one thing you said but you won't stop yourself and the progression of the story cleans you a different direction like you saying oh the king is dead you're like well no well he should he should at least have a death save and then you're like no no the king's dead and then you're like but i really need him alive in your head you're debating and arguing with yourself that's not a failure either that's just you know like well guys let's pause the game for a little bit i think i kind of messed and it's totally okay to say i kind of messed up Let's let's, yeah. let's rewind things um, because the players do that all the time. Every single game, five of them. One was like, "Oh, I didn't know he had a shield up. If that was the case, I would have used this instead of that." I'm like, ah, but you did. <laughs> um, yeah. As it goes. Hopefully, my so. ranting helped a little bit on the the thingy. So, does that mean we're gonna get into our topic for the night now? Uh, hashtag Monster Lives Matter. Um, <laughs> I think is the conversation of tonight. Um, okay. But, okay. Well, I mean, we it's a little early to get into the conversation of tonight, but let's let's do okay. it because uh, it also right. kind of has a lot to do with Sacred World uh, as in general. So let's okay. let's okay. let's do that. Um, yeah, yeah, it falls into Sacred World. A little yeah. bit of I would say also a little bit of Horde of the Dragon Queen. How I'm playing things. Yes. So here, here's I should, let, let's. I have a question for you. And I know you're senor, not awful, <laughs> Senor DM. What? Yes. Who the fuck said they're awful? And I swear, you are not awful. And I, I. Oh my god! If I could send you a virtual hug, I would, and a wagging finger. <laughs> you're, nobody's awful. Um. I mean, if you wanna, if you wanna workshop uh, how to how to make, totally DM us on Twitter or something. Yeah, uh, I'd, we'd I'd be, be happy to help out. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how knowledgeable I am at things, but uh, I would be glad to assist in any way possible. Yeah, uh, because uh, you're not awful. How dare you? Um, okay, Chad. <laughs> how dare you speak that way <laughs> to my friend? Um, so. Uh, <laughs> Vic, <laughs> yes, you have a very unique way that you run your races in Dungeons and Dragons. Do what? Uh, uh, races, like playable uh, races in Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. I find that you have a uh, you unique way, and I'm I'm. Th- this can go to like a, a whole bunch of like sub political discussions as well, but uh, uh, I'll, I'll keep it uh, as um, neutral as I can. Um, with with discussion of. Uh, you know, D&D is essentially a fantasy game that we can create ourselves and project heroes and project uh, other things and, like, workout issues, etc. Um, one of the things that uh, I learned really fast in your game, which kind of, like, ugh, um, threw me for a, a loop. Not that uh, that it was a, like, bad loop or anything, but it's just like, oh, wow, okay, I didn't know that was a thing. Cool, and I'll adjust my roleplay. Is, uh, like, uh, how races are treated. Um, yeah. It, it sounds like in your games... Um, uh, a very like everybody is uh, I want to like equal like your social mm-hmm. and political status you know like a monarchs and kings that you know that 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 aside um, like everybody's born equal everybody has the same equal rights mm-hmm. drow are not discriminated tieflings are not discriminated um, 
uh, a turtle is not discriminated. They're they're not weird. Um, and uh, so on that again, <laughs> uh, monster lives matter. That whole discussion of um, <laughs> what what uh, uh, what is your comment or your uh, view and not that your point is wrong in any way shape or form just a curious mm-hmm. thought um what is your stance on it uh not being realistic the drow um, serve a and like again this you're dming your game it's, it's your yeah. world but the drow will... serve a quote-unquote evil queen the reason why the drow exists is because the elven god betrayed them and this mm-hmm. evil queen was the only thing that gave them physical form and matter so mm-hmm. with that, they devote themselves entirely to Loth. Um, now, are they evil, etc.? Like that's a different discussion. But tieflings literally look like demons and devils. And in this world, God is real and hell is real. And and these things are physically in your face. There is intangible proof that there's good and evil. There there are yeah. creatures that torture and and eat flesh for fun. Like, with that being said, little Bobby Joe over there sees a tiefling like, hey, want to buy some apples? Uh, like, uh, like, so uh, what goes through your head um, so with that? I um, I talked about it a bit on the Demiplanes and Doodles uh, <gasps> towards the end. Oh my God, but it's like I missed out I, the whole thing. I know, you missed it, bro. You missed it. Um, so I kind of treat it in the way of I'm... I guess it's it's more of I'm seeing it I'm seeing them more as individual people, like nobody has a choice in how they're born. Sure. And I know, uh, like reflecting with real life, um, we all face different prejudices in any way, mm-hmm. like in different ways or yeah. same ways sometimes. But I know for a fact that, you know, if say you had uh, something like that happened to you in real life and then you come to the table and the same thing's happening to you i don't i guess i just think of in mind of my players of i don't want them to feel that kind of real life uh discomfort yeah i want them to feel like they have uh, a chance to have a voice at the table and to just play without you know with reckless abandon on without having to give second thought of oh but i can't do this because of you know certain racial thing like it's sure yeah so i just i guess i just want to treat it as you know everybody yeah like like i said the people they the, the people especially in D tieflings have no choice in how they're born yeah they especially because it's like you can have it like 500 years back in your generation and like in your family and then you're the first tiefling born in like 500 years like that and then everyone treats you like shit for it, but you had no control over it. Yeah, sure, sure. So, it's so, just, I guess it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, maybe I just won't have it this way yeah, in my cause, game. Cause in, which, which is, it's a beautiful thing that your game doesn't have that. I can see other uh, other sides of the argument um, discussing other well, things. Well, yeah, of course. Um, but, like, uh, so in your game, uh, it, please tell me if I'm putting words in your mouth. Uh, okay. Uh, it's It sounds like the society has evolved in a way to at least under racial discrimination has been erased. Yeah, I I would say it kind of like that. I I would also say it in the sense of uh, because we're playing in Faerun, so Mm -hmm. Faerun is already so culturally and racially diverse that 
it's I guess it's just one of those things where it's accepted of we're all going to be different and we're sure. all going to be a little weird. Sure. So we're going to just roll with it. Okay, which is which is cool. It gives it gives a uh, I'll I'll have a backstory to to come with this where I was a drow in a D and D game for very malicious reasons and uh, people mm-hmm. didn't like me for it uh, because yeah. I was not playing at the correct table at that time. But I'll get to that oh, story okay. in a minute. It uh, um uh which is for for the people that say well that's not how real life works uh there um, of uh, course not that's uh, why i'm running a fantasy game yeah, at, which at a table we already <laughs> nice. like the second that you sit down and play D, you're already in a fantasy world that doesn't exist i'm oh. playing a fire breathing dragon yeah and, like. and uh <laughs> or like even even a little bit more like to home we're like okay this woman can have a job like that that would not have been accepted yeah. in the middle ages uh, like little oh, yeah. little things like that which is it's cool uh, female blacksmiths i <laughs> that truck <laughs> i like their opinion their opinion <laughs> was very valid opinion. in our conversation um versus so like in my world uh uh, uh there are things like um well, there is a tiefling. People are going to discriminate in tiefling because uh, it, it's specifically in like sacred world. Uh, mm-hmm. We're toying with the idea of what does it truly mean to be evil? And what does it truly mean to be good? Um, right. Yeah, of course. Like, uh, uh, like, are you uh, nature versus nurture? Are you inherently born evil or are you inherently born good? Uh, like we're we're slowly like dissecting that little thing in various different ways with uh, dis at the moment, and yeah. and the more you guys dig on other things, the more you can see like oh, um, like we can also branch on the discussion with the dragon in a minute, uh, because that's kind of how I wrote it, uh, yeah. But it's it's like um like what that's why I like D and D. What is let's ask this very hard ethical question that will not be answered. What does it truly yeah. mean to be evil? What does it truly mean to be good? What is ethics versus what is morally correct? The ethical mm. truth versus the moral uh, societal boos and yays of what we demand is good and not. Uh, it was immoral for women to have pants, like not that long ago, and that's really stupid pants. nowadays. Um, but, you know, it's technically immoral in this set or these codes for this one minute thing to happen. And that, 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 that ethic will not go away versus these social morals, yes or no's, mm-hmm. have, will go easily away. So, like, let's, let's tackle these discussions. Um, yeah. Uh, to go to a story, like, uh, I had a friend who uh, will not be named who played a drow. And their drow was fucking Harley Quinn. Was just like, oh, no. I am. I can do whatever I want, and I'm sassy, and I'm so pretty, and I'm always smart, and like that's the way they played it. And then I joined okay. the game halfway through, and in my head, and this is this is what you shouldn't do as a D and D player. I'm like, that is not how you play a drow. Drow are supposed Uh-oh. to be sneaky assassins, and like this is back when I was a fucking idiot. Um, and so. Uh, this whole time, I quote unquote hated her drow because they were quote unquote playing it wrong, and that's a very stupid thing to do. And in their game, there was so much more fun. It was about who can give the biggest meme at the end of the day. It wasn't about XP. It wasn't about treasure hoarding. It wasn't about solving the great mystery. It's about having fun in this world and let's tackle this box that changes your race and sex because that's fun. Um, yeah. Like, like though, like it was just a fun group having nachos and playing D and D. That's all they were, and so 
couple years later, I still have that, oh, they didn't play a drought correctly how I have it in my head when I DM. So I'm going to play a drought. And by the end of the campaign, I assassinated the elf and imprisoned everybody else. And they were like, Oof. wow, that's not fun for anybody. You're an asshole. I'm like, but that's how Drowsers are I was playing my character. And I was like, oh, shit. No, I'm being a fucking asshole. Um, which is why I think about these things and how uh, Janva has not been pellet or, or like has been like discriminated against just because she is a drow which is uh cool and like i see pictures of uh like um somebody had a, a drawing in a like an uh, on the D art form with like an elf with horns or something like that i, I forgot what it was or like maybe a tail so, something like elves, uh, elves can have tails bro yeah so something different and people are like that's not how an elf is elves don't have tails like it's not your fucking game let them draw my, their my, character how they latest, want. My latest experience was on a page, and somebody drew a female dragonborn, and everyone... Um, dragonborn aren't supposed to have boobs. I mean, it's a... And it's like, they're... It, it's their character. It's, they're, oh, they can Vic, do what they want with it. What about... Yeah. What about tieflings can't be blue? Tieflings can't be blue? Oh, yeah, I've heard that one. Yeah, yeah, we have. <laughs> it's, it's... It's... You're playing in a world where I say bibi bobbidi boo and then missiles come out of my hands. Tieflings can be blue, bro. Science and tieflings physics. Tieflings can be blue, bro. Don't know. And like, if you don't like tieflings being blue because you feel that there's like, that's, I saw it and they were uh, red and slightly pink when I saw it in 3.5, then cool. Uh, okay, yeah. let's trace back to AD&D or uh, first edition. Tieflings were white skinned. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't look as weird and like, pseudo satanic as they do now they just look like maybe a little bit prettier uh uh phone uh or yeah. satyr however you want to pronounce it uh yeah. so like suck a dick um no but if like <laughs> like so a uh, thing like in your campaign you you didn't say hey all races like because that's not like normally a thing that you you like oh yeah if you're a tiefling you're not gonna get discriminated that wasn't like session zero discussion and same thing with with mine um you guys all interacted with Drow, and you saw the severity and the brutality that the Drow community has. Yeah. And, like, Wes right. faced that, like, you know, physically face first. Um, he did. And, uh, and like, the nicest Drow there was one that says, I guess I won't kill you because you're too much fun. Like, that was the nicest one. And That was that, a compliment I took well. And that that's not to really make or say anything politically uh like on how like anyone should be treated on uh but like senven was a drow and yeah. and i'm like that's totally fine you can be whatever race you want but here and like me and uh, ronna we had like three hour discussion like if you're a drow out in the real world and you need to like have your eyes be adjusted like uh your skin needs to have been like treated and trained so like you can survive out in the uh out in the sun um we need to have like a magical item just to let you uh be able to see in the sun uh like like we need reasons why did you leave the society because some might even say that you're brainwashed or you can have like Stockholm syndrome being a male in the drow society especially if you're not a wizard or a warrior you're a monk mm -hmm. okay well, you went to a monastery and you were trained to open your mind like you were treated as equal and so you go out in the world like so like the huge huge discussion 
discussion. Same thing with Talitha yeah. when we were talking about Luxodons. Uh, like, this is not a normal race. You There's about yeah. 40 of you in this world. You will be looked at weirdly because in this world, we're hitting hard questions. Are you evil because of the way you look? Are you yeah, so, bad because yeah. of how you were born? The um, A deterministic way of looking at the world do these factors make you inherently bad? So going on to the dragon. If we already have that discussion. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask, yes. uh, I guess, yes. uh, have uh, Tao to put some input in, like, circling back to the whole uh, choosing Drow as a character. Yeah. So when you were building your character for Horde of the Dragon Queen, why was it you decided to play a Drow? What? Don't look at me. Answer the question. Oh, God. How... How do I answer that? I like their pony ears. Like, what? <laughs> no, I did want to play a, a class that was, but I mean, not a class. A, a, and you were playing a cleric as well, like a drow cleric. Yeah. Who wasn't a cleric of lull. Yes. I wanted to, I guess, kind of uh, challenge myself with that. Mm -hmm. Maybe also in the fact of how much, you know, guess in a way, Aurea kind of shit talks. Drow. Oh, so you wanted to go. Direction. I wanted to go. So you wanted to see how the other side went. Yes. Okay. Huh. Um. Okay. And then again with, um, with playing a drow, I wanted to go on the idea of okay, you have this drow. How would it have gone if she literally was pretty much kicked out of the underdark? Kicked out of the Underdark at, like, a super young age. Exactly, because, oh god, you are not fitting the mold of what we want you to be. Oh my god, I dropped something. You're better You're better off dead, sort of thing. And then you have this little drow that discovers all the stuff that's, you know, outside of the Underdark. Granted, at the same time, yeah, she did that, but she also found, you know, not the best place to end up yeah and she was within the cult of the dragon for majority of the years of her life <laughs> so you went from one bad society to another <laughs> but i also can argue oh, what were you gonna, gonna say, say I'm, Jesus? I'm kind of surprised she wasn't just killed flat out but that's mm -hmm. also me inputting how i read drow run their society and how like it would be done in quote unquote my game, like that 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 pseudo uh, um, I want to say elitist, but like pseudo like oh that's that's how, this is how it's done. Like yeah. and my well, my brain jumped to like oh wow she they didn't just flat out kill her. Damn. Okay, cool. Yeah, you have well, to be this uh, level to unlock. Sorry. I know. So that's the same. Like, well, <laughs> there are reasons for that. Yeah, there no, actually yeah. are reasons. Well, which awesome, like, cool. Which legit like legit story reasons that you have the potential to find out about. I don't I don't know if Fox really cares. <laughs> I know Fox doesn't care. He's just like, oh you're here. Human. <laughs> yeah, humans humans. Yeah, are what's up, Grayson? What's your input on that? Yeah. What? What? Just... <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but um Sit. Hey, no, don't start. I don't know. Yeah, so, yeah, again, I was just, again, I liked it for the challenge, and I liked it for the idea of playing a race that is normally kind of 
I guess, put under the mantle of uh, Drow Bad. Drow Bad, yeah. Drow. That's, that's, that's literally the sign, Drow Bad. <laughs> and was- I wanted to play a character. I wanted to play a... Ra- like, I mean, I plan on at some point later, depending on what, uh, whatever uh, game it's going to be, I want to play an alignment that is technically considered lawful evil. So, um... I'm going to just, as uh, somebody knowing what both of your dexterity scores look like, you weren't at all swayed by the dexterity mod for Elven class, were you? No. Um, <laughs> yeah, that made you. Did you? Oh, do you guys do that? Oh, that's weird. Because I have what? a, uh, like, roll your care, roll the, uh, the, the modifiers and then pick class and race. Oh, yeah? Oh, I, I pick class and race before the dice even roll. Uh, that, this is what I'm playing. Well, no, no, yeah. She picked she picked class and race first, and then we rolled the dice. Oh, okay. But I think she was. I think when she was looking at the stats for Drow, she saw the Dex mod, and she's like, "Hmm, yeah." Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But I'm paying for it with my Constitution. So. That's okay. I mean, we make do. Because I mean, it's funny because I play the game when I play, my, and I roll for Janva, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, cool. I actually have a mod, you know, a uh, plus whatever in perception." Because I'm, uh, I'm actually uh, proficient in perception, and then I roll and I'm like, God, John, Gloria's not even proficient in perception. She rolls. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just stuff like that. But also, so, uh... I mean, yeah, it's it's a uh, <laughs> levels also help a lot. Levels uh, do help. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know how well Unless levels will help. It. Yeah. So, uh, Grayson, how'd you feel rolling that uh, negative two? You know, it's funny. Everyone gives him crap for having his negative two dex mod, but it has become one of his most beloved flaws and character traits. I think it's like the it's like the cutest quirk he has. <laughs> yeah. I guess I it. Like he doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah, yeah. it like it just became part of who he is. So yeah. I do not mind his dex at all. So, uh, speaking on on that. Uh, yes. Which I have a thing that I'll, and I still see some players, even like at my table, do this. It's not like, but yeah. um, playing your character according to their stats versus what the ideal you had in your mind. Like, yeah. Like, uh, like, so Fox is an asshole. But, uh, like, of course. Uh, him having a high wisdom is not going to change that. He still tries to give, uh, like, a, pseudotherapy here and there and he knows a lot and not that he's smart or like knows uh like he won't know um i I don't know like he won't know what this arcanic symbol means or like what what does this name mean but like he can read people well he knows when someone's having an issue he knows when someone's having a bad day he knows Mm -hmm. who the leader is what their body movements are so i role play him as such he has uh, maybe a little too much, but he has shit dexterity, not minus two, unfortunately. Um, he's literally a turtle. He's a turtle, so <laughs> we roleplay him slow. We, He's... He's and, slow, he's stubborn, he's stalwart. Yeah, but because he's so wise and he knows people look at him when he talks, he thinks he has high charisma, even though he has plus zero. So he's going to assert himself as the diplomat of the group. Um, it's only because he has... All... <laughs> what? No, I was going to say, I mean, in all fairness... Um, you have, I think, one character who thinks he has the highest charisma and he to what he has oh, to yeah. say. Wait, Burbo. one more time because you Burbo. cut off. Burbo. 
Oh, Burble, Burble has the highest. Oh, uh, no, not okay. Dog's full of shit right now. Hey, no. Well, no. Uh, well, not Burbo, but uh, I'm gonna point back to last game where uh, Fox had a discussion with a uh, young awkward T flame. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That that was that was fun. I, uh, I I greatly enjoyed that conversation. Yeah. Uh, and then the follow up with Grayson, and I'm like, this is amazing. I, uh, so much good character stuff happening. Yeah, I uh, I had a very drunk conversation with uh, with with the babe about Fox at a bar, and uh, it yeah. went it went too far into uh, how Fox looks at things. Like, man, he's a depressing motherfucker, isn't he? Uh, which we can have on a different day. That's not the topic of today. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, we're we're supposed to be talking about alignments and shit like oh, that. Oh yeah, we are supposed to be talking yeah. about alignments. Yeah. So Dragon um, did nothing wrong. So, so, anyways. No, so here, here's the thing. Let me, let me, uh, as a DM, explain what I wrote, how I wrote things, and maybe possible trajectories like things could have gone. And should let's I, see if open... you're. What's up? I was gonna say, should I open with what the actual textbook definition of alignment is for the game? Yeah, and then we it. go with sure. what we think. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. All right. So, so it says under here for alignment. A uh, typical creature in the worlds of Dungeons & Dragons has an alignment which broadly describes it in personal attitude. combination of one identifies morality, and the other describes attitudes towards society and order, lawful, chaotic, or neutral. Thus, nine distinct alignments define the possible combinations. So, that's what it says for the book. Okay. So, I will also argue that alignments can change day to day. As mm-hmm. a general, mm-hmm. we will be like, I don't know, let's say someone's picks neutral good. Generally, yeah. they're going to be neutral good. But there might be one day where they're lawful good and one terrible day where everything went wrong and they went chaotic evil for a split second. Uh, yeah. That decision should morally conflict with what they view. We, we've all done something where like, oh, fuck, I should have. Like, I should have done something about this. I should have given that guy the five bucks. It really didn't mean anything to me. And, like, I heard on the news that that exact same guy, like, got injured, didn't have enough food. And, like, man, I could have saved his life. I would have just given him five fucking dollars, and I didn't. And, like, now I feel like shit. Did I really need that Chipotle that day? I could have saved someone's life for one fucking bowl of Chipotle. Like, that decision, exaggerated as it is, like is something that we can face in D anD D, where like your character is chaotic good or neutral good or even lawful good, but they didn't do that one thing, and that's going to like hurt them. When people, yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I was gonna say I'm, I was gonna point to the moment in Sacred World where Aurea um, had that snap moment where she was uh, very harshly interrogating um, one of the bad guys by constantly poisoning them, constantly restoring them, constantly mm-hmm. poisoning them, constantly restoring them. <laughs> badass <laughs> that was uh that was a moment yeah. that was a moment yeah. <laughs> and then the moment that everybody is apparently forgetting where she literally flat out killed the drow and jesus was like okay i need you to put a tally on your character sheet which it's still there i just titled it oria losing her shit i mean tallies. <laughs> it's a. Uh... It's I I have a odd odd way of thinking. It may maybe nothing that I've ever like told you guys. Me and the Harry Potter group discuss it a lot, specifically with like the Habala Calabra spell, which is technically mm-hmm. power word to kill. Um, yeah. Harry can wave his wand and say it all he wants. He's not gonna kill anybody. He, mm-hmm. Like yeah. it, it it needs to taint his soul to do that. 
So, like, what does that mean? Um, like, uh, what? There are souls. Ario is a explicitly thing that says there are souls. This is yeah, a thing yeah. that says there are souls. These things are maybe not tangible, but they're real. They're metaphysically real things. These are energy sources. These mm-hmm. are these are good exists. The power of good exists. The power of evil exists. Technically, also the power of neutrality exists. But that's a weird yes. one, and I don't really play it. Um, so, when you do something like that, when when Oria does, because she needs to defend her daughter, she needs to get back to Ravnica. She needs to save her family. She needs to save her new friends, and she needs it now. Like that urgency. Yeah, her soul mm-hmm. is getting tainted. Now, how many guys? How many creatures and monsters and people have you guys killed? So and many. That should taint so your many. soul as well. We don't really go there because it's the game of D and D. And in D and D, you get experience points by killing monsters, but you're still taking a life. You're ending somebody. I could you're cut not... in right now. Yeah, oh, please sorry. do. No, just, and I've been thinking about that a lot more, and I, with that mindset, with a game that came out, what, mm. a few years ago? Which one? Undertale. Oh, Undertale, that's right. Yeah. That was a game that made you sit there and question that theory yes. of... You know, because you usually go into a game, and the objective of the game is kill monsters and level up. Yes. And then Undertale flipped that on its head, and it says, you can kill monsters if you want to, but that's not the only option. And it yes. might not be the best option. Yeah. So there's just, there's there's yeah. two things with that. Undertale was a... Uh, uh, I, I would like even classify it as like a social experiment on, mm-hmm. on specifically how we intake games as a media, because we do. Yeah. And, and it's wonderful. That social experiment might not work for every single game. If your oh, game yeah. is not built on the option A or option B, like D&D is built on defeating the foe, yes. whatever that means. Yeah. But sometimes the foe is not going to, like, uh, I don't know, if you guys go to the abyss, they're not. If you if Ariel says, all right, I'll spare your life, he, that demon is immediately going to freeze and attack him the second Ariel yep. turns away. Yeah. Because th- mm-hmm. these creatures are rage incarnate. These people are... Um, uh, I say people when I should say entities are are you know the, the good and evil that good incarnate that that evil energy versus that pure good energy. So like, where do we find that balance? Um, also, that's, a, will, that's mm-hmm. something that's something Ariel like struggles with. No, not really struggles with because being a paladin of Paylor and an angel, his his whole duty is to extinguish and vanquish evil um, wherever it presents itself. But also, he's not going to be like a crazy murder hobo because that's also not very angelic and not right like that i think the the most recent example of that was probably when we fought the storm lords and that one was unarmed and he surrendered essentially so ariel's like you know he understands this this person is not a good person mm-hmm. but you pose no threat to anyone you've surrendered you understand the severity of your actions go free and then he was cut down, and Ariel had a problem with that. So it's kind of like, that's where he is with the whole killing, not killing thing. So he knows when there's a right time to kill, when there's not a right time to kill, essentially, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, that, I know Wes, yeah, Wes had a problem with it, but in a different way. Mm. And just not, a, not a, a generally cool way, either. 
with the whole uh, killing enemies and say uh, about it tainting your soul. Uh, my my input to that being um, what my stop gesturing to me. I don't know what you're saying. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Like uh, well, just the whole uh, tainting your soul thing, um, especially what's going on with Stormlords and West. That is when I do keep in mind that whenever he's killing a Stormlord, that is something that is one hundred percent sticking with him. And as DM, you are you've mm -hmm. got full freedom to utilize that however you want. There's things in motion. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> yeah. The, um, but it's it's a it's really, and I will one hundred percent say. Um, mm -hmm. Part of the uh, it, this is all pretend, obviously. Um, no, um, no, it's not. What? <laughs> How dare you? There, there's been like like things on um, like this specific subject of killing. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, killing the enemy in here. Uh, there. How many fucking studies has there been on like video games don't actually cost more violence, movies don't cost more violence? Uh, they, yeah. you know, they're in satanic panic and all that stuff for D and D. It, it doesn't. D and D is actually a great social skill to explore and solve problems. We're discussing yeah. the very ethics of a theoretical fight. Like, if that's not, I think, a great way to educate our minds, you know what is right? Um, uh, just because I like this conversation. Uh, but um, it, 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 I will say though, the fun of D and D, not necessarily the fact that oh, I killed the 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 Goliath. It's me and my friends were working together to overcome a problem, to solving yeah. a problem, and a little bit of gambling involved in there too, because the roll of the dice, oh, that that endorphin feeling when like oh, I got a nat twenty, like that rush of excitement. Um, but you're tactically moving out of the way. You're using the correct spells. You're diplomacy in the right way. You're uh, you're uh, flanking. Like you're using tactics. You're you're problem solving. You're succeeding. You're being rewarded by it. And you get uh, the endorphins of the dice rolls. You get XP. You get gold. Um, so like these are all positive reinforcements we get. And I mm -hmm. will say that I. Even though, you know, uh, I think if Jesus wasn't like me, myself, uh, probably like R.I.L. Jesus, was in the game of D&D, &D, they would not go out and kill. They would go out and try their entire best in their lives to just diplomacy and end wars and try to come and make people unify themselves. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I, like, but... That being said, and how amazing that sounds, and how that is like the dopest thing you can do in the world when we're playing the game is not as fun. It's yeah. I I to I hesitate to say that a purely one hundred percent all lawful good characters that stop all fights by like saying, Hey bro, lay down your weapon. Like we don't need to do that. Um against these fastly diverse races and creatures and monsters and creeds and, and entities and gods and philosophies and other planes of existence where an abolite does not care about your mortal life or what consequences happen in this dimension because it's from a different plane of existence. Like, sorry, I don't care about this anthill in my yard. I need to mow it. So, like, yeah. that is a very minute discussion for me. And um, so, like, it's really hard when you treat all lives as equal in Dungeons & Dragons because it, there's... There's going to be that cobalt that knows how to build that gigantic trout to destroy that one city, but he's too stupid to know how bad that is. 
Um, so like, what do we do then? Uh, so mm-hmm. again, I don't think D and D would be as fun if you didn't fight the monsters and win the game. And sometimes I explicitly, uh, it's really easy the the cognitive distance uh, and thought when it comes to uh, like um, fighting a storm lord is a little tricky. Mm-hmm. It is humanoid. It has a face. We can read its expressions. We know when it's happy. We know when it's sad. Versus mm-hmm. fighting a elemental. Who it is just a gigantic half of a mountain. Uh, it's easy for us to get lost and say that is the that is the enemy. That is a creature that does not look like no. us. Um, it's easier for us to uh, to want to save uh, a gnome who is oh cutesy and has big eyes versus the orc who is known to be a savage and like eats people and like you know like it's easier for us to go save the the gnome than it is to go save the Goliath or or the orc. Is easier for us to. Um, say maybe we should discuss the fight before we face off the elves versus let's go kill that dragon. Okay. Uh, no, just when you mentioned the gnome, it made me think of a very specific thing. Uh, hey, Lynn. Yes. Should we tell them about Petter Patter? Oh Please God, no! Tell me about Petter Patter. Yes. I think oh, no. Petter Patter and me will become great friends. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do it. So, Pitter-Patter was this, uh, it's a halfling town. Okay. You know, real, you know cute in uh, uh, Underhill. Yeah, yeah, like. it's a cute little halfling town yeah, that, um, the squad, the squad rolled up in, and, uh, uh it was basically this happy, chipper little, little town, and they all got kind of swept into one of their town meetings, and when they got into the town, and they were sitting in, like, the little church area, uh, the, the little halfling went up on the stage and he's like, all right, it's time for our monthly sacrifice. Everyone, uh, everyone give a round of, a, round of applause to Jessica. She gave us her, uh, she gave us her newborn son last month. So we got a gift basket for you out back. Like, that, they were completely twisted. That is amazing. And, and, I love that. Oh, like in a were, very twisted, were so, fucked way. Oh, oh, yeah, they were so nonchalant about doing it. And the fact that it was this cutesy little town was just fantastic. That is great, dude. Excellent story. So much props to that. That's that's fantastic. Mm. Uh, now I I can never use that. It's in my head forever. No, that's what it was. <laughs> I was like, what does that remind me of? And I was trying to figure out what it was, what show it was from. Um, I think it was... Have any of you watched The 100? No, no. Mm-mm. No? Okay, okay, there's an episode that's like that. I, I think it's the 100, I'm pretty sure, where the main character, Clark, and all them, they go to a, a place, and they, they, it's like a settlement, and they're like, oh, this is amazing. And they also think, you know, maybe it's too good to be true, and it's the people who are like, all right, they get together, and it's like this great big festival thing. All right, they're sacrificing themselves for us, and the greater good, and blah, blah, blah. And it, it's just like, it's almost exactly like that. So it made me think of. Oh, sounds amazing. <laughs> It that's, kind of reminds me a little beautiful. bit of a like a Happy True Friends. I don't know if you guys ever read the comics. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. definitely. Yeah. Cutie, cutie being really fucked up. Um, yep, yep. So uh, that's always a fun trope. It, it is. So, um, hey Vic, can you yes. do me a favor? What's up? Okay. Uh, can you read me what chaotic evil is? Sure, absolutely. You know this how to read awesome. words. Yes. I know. I. Mm, that's doubtful. <laughs> Debatable. Whoever can read. Well, under pressure, because yeah, I you're can't. asking Wes, you're asking West to read. I'm asking Vic. Okay. You are two different the entities. While I look up, while I no, look up, not. chaotic evil. 
while, while I look up Chaos Evil, I just want to say IRL Vic in Dungeons and Dragons would 100% consider adventuring, but then decide, you know what, I'm going to buy some land for ch- and have a farm. That's what yeah, I'd do. Yeah, I, uh, I feel that, uh, <laughs> that uh, more or less uh, IRL me would be pretty much like Fox, just not yeah. as dickish and uh with less power because uh and you know, i know magic. i i would 100 be zephyr for sure okay so chaotic evil as we all know it ce uh creatures act with arbitrary violence spurred by their greed hatred or bloodlust demons red dragons and orcs are chaotic evil mm-hmm. that's what it says in the book yeah is this 5e this is 5e Holy shit, I don't know. I can take a picture of it for you. Nah, I'm fine with that. Uh, I have another uh, one. Chaotic evil characters tend to have no respect for rules or other people's lives or anything but their own desires, which are typically selfish and cruel. They send high... They set high value on personal freedom, but not have much regard for the lives or freedom of Mm -hmm. other people. Chaotic evil characters do not work well in groups because they... Uh, resent being given orders and usually don't have do not fuck usually do not behave themselves unless there is no alternative examples of alignments include undead uh, such as liches and violent killers who strike pleasure rather than profit um so that's the book i thought that sounds so yeah if you want i can read through what all the alignments say in this book I don't know. Like, I understand that as like the standard like fantasy trope, mm-hmm. but it sounds yeah. like close-minded for where Five E is right now. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, so okay. Uh, I have another theory, and uh, throughout our entire discussion, uh, and this isn't mine. This is something I read um, uh, from a, a person who likes to dissect D and D in a way smarter way than I can ever do. Um, okay. The uh, so Dungeons and Dragons, uh, as we look at things, uh, is. Um, this is my interpretation, and then we'll go to his. So it's it's explored the way as humans do. When you, when you pick human as your uh, race, it's zeros. You get no pluses, no minuses, nothing, right? It's uh, uh, because that is how we are. We're yeah. no stronger than an orc. Orcs are stronger than us, so orc gets a plus two. But a halfling is yeah. weaker than us. They get the minus two. So, like, the world of D&D is explained through our eyes as humans because that's what we are. That's how we relate to things. We will, mm-hmm. we can sympathize with an elf. We can pretend to know what an elf thinks. But we will never truly know what an elf actually thinks. Because as much as we want to, we will never live to be 700 years old. We will never know what that really means we can like armchair philosophy our entire lives and pretend to Mm -hmm. but we will Mm -hmm. never truly know the pain of letting a human loved one go and us living two to three times our lifetimes or maybe it's really that easy and they that's mm -hmm. that's why i pick humans to play in D &D, is because they have that sense of urgency essentially sense of urgency reckless abandon yeah, because Grayson, Grayson knows he's going to die, and all his friends and his loved ones are going to outlive him. Yeah, yeah. I, I stick with the... the, the How I think, are his friends most... and loved ones going to outlive him if he's human and they all have the same lifespan? Wait, what? 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 If, if he's a human, he's going to live yes. human lives, right? Yes. How is his friends and loved ones going to outlive him? 
Uh, oh, because <laughs> your friends are a drow? Is that what you're saying? Or are you? did you slowly accidentally spill something from your character's backstory? What? No. He's a human. <laughs> he has friends. Yes. And he has okay. friends. All right. I'm making right. this harder than the should be. I, I, I'm just, John I, your I friend. just want to bring up. Yeah, I, I just want to bring up the whole. So uh, I think one of uh, West's moments that stick with me is when uh, we were in Corvassa and encountering the king and the king was just like, you know, what are you stupid? Are you asking to die? And West is like every goddamn day. Yeah, that's a that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's where he's at on that mentality. I I ruined Lynn's train of thought and I apologize. I feel like No, you're good. You're good. I will go to my corner. But no, that is that that is a very real thing that yeah. I guess when you're playing from a human perspective, especially if you're adventuring in a party where you have uh drow or elves or loxodon um or an angel who's over 2000 years old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But by by angel standards, he's a baby. I mean, um, <laughs> that's, that's not for debate. But yeah, we can have West an entire says, conversation Ari- on the on on Mount Celestia and and Wes uh, yeah. says Ariel is baby. I mean, I think probably Ariel looks. I mean, I, than I, West. I guess I guess yeah. Ariel would be fairly young angel wise, um, but he's been he on on the. Uh, material plane for a little over 200 years already and we can so what what here's a train of uh, a, a little thought to leave with you and then completely abandon it uh colton um if you are <laughs> okay. a young angel how are angels made this is a question west 100 will ask like how how is a uh does ariel have a mommy and daddy if so, so if it if, it, if one angel have... loves another angel very very much <laughs> Do they go to the garden and they plant a seed in the cabbage patch? And is that how they find a baby angel? Is 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 there an angel stork? Is there a uh, birds and the bees yes. with the halos? <laughs> um, but uh, I that's. You cut. You sound like a robot. Yeah, that, you sounded like a robot. I'm sorry. Was it, what happened? Uh, um, I was saying like I've never actually read in D and D like where angels come from i'm sure they have something written down that talks about that colton yeah. you're an angel i know oh I, my uh, god we, we can we can discuss that a different time because i have, I have a my, lot have of things theories. yeah yes but like, i have my own thoughts on it but i mean i don't know if D actually has a set like rule history about it i'm sure i'm sure there is yeah oh yeah i I think angels would would probably be uh barbie dolls i don't think that they have uh human anatomy so i think that they're created through either ritualistic uh energy or or uh or when someone dies their soul if they're uh, worthy enough that being yeah lets them enter into servitude in heaven uh that but that's just like a very basic like non like a thought, but so like dog. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, like yeah, Taylor said, dog. "Poof, bitch." Yeah, a, a little bit. Yeah. Taylor, <laughs> Taylor, mo- mote it be. <laughs> so um, Taylor said, "Poof," and then he yeeted him down. Like, get the. Yeet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeet. With with, uh, with the 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 jumping a little bit back into the conversation of D and D is written from humans' perspective. Uh, the yeah. idea now. This is what I was always thinking, and this is where this other YouTuber uh, took that idea a little bit further. So. Things such as evil in Dungeons and Dragons just means counterproductive to the advancement of humans. 
Yeah. So yeah, I think it makes sense. Um, uh, as an example, let's go back to the 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 easy one, the the uh, the Black Dragon, who I believe yes. it's chaotic evil according to the book. So I um, believe so. Uh, yeah. This so is a dragon. Why does my book only say red dragons? Oh, red dragons. Because it's weird. biased and red dragons are like red the dragons. dragon that you get. Goddamn red dragons. Digs. Um, so hey, fuck digs. red dragons. Yeah. Uh, red, right red super edgy. Um, if <laughs> if uh, this dragon yeah. is considered chaotic, chaotic evil. evil. Um, yes. So we can look at it through different perspectives. One, it's chaotic evil because it is a huge creature that takes up so much land, literally reforms the land for its own image, uh, supernaturally flooding the lands, creating a a, a toxic uh, uh, fog. Anything that dies there just turns to the undead. And that's not the dragon necessarily doing it because it's like, and now you're a will-o'-wisp. It's just because that is just the energy the dragon perspective like gives out so what yeah the dragon should go out into the middle of nowhere where it won't bother anybody and have no interaction with anyone else because our human bodies can't sustain its physical existence so close to us is that fair to the dragon now let's take it another way the dragon lives thousands of years the petty squabble of a dwarf within another dwarven kingdom means nothing to it it's going to yeah. see that king make many many mistakes it is going to regret this year is going to be happy it uh kicked out all the uh, deer from this forest but next year that's going to create an unbalance in the forest and you need those deer back um yeah so like uh uh with that perspective the dragon's existence is physically not letting society for us humans to progress. The dragon is a threat. The dragon's going to, even if we were peaceful, the amount and the volume of that dragon's uh, necessity to eat is going to completely outlive what we do. We can have a farm next to it, but that dragon sees us having a farm like a person going to a natural forest and says oh look an apple i can eat this apple the deer are gonna be like bro that's our fucking apple we should kill that human um like that's kind of how i'm viewing uh those words as saying mm -hmm. uh that chaotic evil or evil in general in D, D is just counterproductive to what humans need so let's go back to the dragon the dragon uh and other this could also be for our specific group on the Friday game mm -hmm. that uh, some people, uh, some players had information that wasn't brought out uh, and that could have swayed here and there. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So uh, specifically, the uh, the dwarf, if you were either to speak to some individuals or dig enough information within the mountains, which some players didn't divulge for whatever reason they, they decided not to divulge it, uh, the it has been a uh, standard that every other generation or so from the lineage of these dwarven uh, uh, monarchs that gave power to the dukes that run these mountains to start willing away the races that were uh, invading their territory. First, it was orcs and trolls and giants, and the last remaining factor was the dragon. So if they clear off the dragon... They literally have nothing to fear. You guys released them from the threat that they didn't know, which was the drow. 
And mm-hmm. so now these dwarves have complete freedom of their mountains because they don't have mm-hmm. ogres or trolls or etc. So, hence a high reward. This 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 duke just wanted the dragon out. Now, this duke was born with this dragon being a threat. This yeah. duke's uh, grandfather was born with this dragon being a threat. So when your entire life you hear that this gigantic beast is killing everything. And every time you try to negotiate peace and it never goes well, then yeah, you want to get rid of this evil threat. I mean, the the fucker melts animals down when it eats them. That's fucked up, uh, yeah, in general. Just a bit. Um, but that's so that's, that <laughs> is yeah. I mean, it kind of that's it's how like small scale. Yeah, <laughs> that's how the dragon eats. But when we see it, it's mm-hmm. it's disgusting. It's chaotic. It's it's horrible. Why would you Why would you do that? Um, why don't you just go vegan, bro? Uh, so yeah, bro, just go vegan. <laughs> so uh, the uh, the dilemma that I kind of put was okay. The drag, dra- I, I I wrote uh, quote unquote. I wrote that dragon as being nature itself. It uh, technically it does nothing other than pleads itself. It eats when it wants to eat. It walks in the mm-hmm. land that it wants to walk in. Um, again, it took you guys four days with the shortcut to arrive to the dragon, seeing how massive these swamps and marshes are. Um, mm-hmm. Mumrock, uh, uh, when he gave the letter and the first discussion was, I only interact with the dwarves when they come knocking to my territory. I don't give a shit about them. But uh, a thing that wasn't discussed and that was kind of like the, the, the moral dilemma was, but the only way to achieve peace is if you give him the uh, the dwarves' heads, the sons of the uh, the heads of their sons, because all my sons are dead. So when you're talking peace and you want me to leave, and you come into my house and kill my children, there is no peace. Uh, you, I've heard of these other great worms dying, and uh, I see the pattern coming through. You're just killing off all these great beasts. So I'm not going to stand for that. I'm going to defend mm-hmm. my my piece of the pie. Um, now, with that, which is like information that the DM wrote that you guys were learning in different ways or fashion to influence what you wanted to do, kill the dragon or, or talk to the dragon or, or release the dragon, like you guys could have gone a million ways. And not that anything that you did was bad or good. It was just that is what happened and that's how we went with the game. Mm-hmm. You had the, um, a horde of enemies, these barbarians who wanted to kill the dragon for fun. They just wanted to kill the dragon for sports. Why? You still need to discover that. But the next day, because stormlords are assholes. Stormlords are assholes. That is that is actually a very yeah, that's right. That's yeah. That's that's West's reasoning for it. Fuck stormlords. And then you had the <laughs> paladins of Heronius. Technically, Fuck those guys too lawful good. I completely wrote Jihaz as an asshole. I because he is an asshole. Um, like it very, he's not. It was a, a very bro of you. Uh, I mean. He was he he is a jerk, but he yeah. is a lawful good jerk. Being a jerk does not mean you're evil or good. Like that that is a social yes or no. That is a social boo or yay. Just because yeah. you um like uh, he is following his god's code to the T. That is an evil creature. Why? Because it is evil. Yes, it does beg the question, but that is an evil creature. And by the book, it is an evil creature. So I have to kill it. And and Ariel did stop Jihals from sending his men out there for a round. And there mm-hmm. was a moment of peace. But through the chaos of the fight, he got hit with arrows. And he says, well, uh, what would, would Jihals do in this moment? 
I just got shot with a fucking arrow by these people that I barely know. I know in I can trust Ariel in the buttocks. I know I can trust in Ariel because I know what Ariel is as an eighth level paladin. Okay, so Ariel, get your men together, organize this because I'm going to kill that beast. And if you get in my way, then I'll consider you an enemy. And yeah. with that, it was like, well, the dragon's going to attack. Uh, Aurea wanted to negotiate peace, but every single time she said something peaceful and she saw the dragon being like, okay, maybe I can trust these guys. They, the dragon got bombarded with spells or arrows or bolts um, or swords. So what is the dragon going to do? You're saying peaceful things and then your friends are attacking me. I have, uh, I've been fighting for the past four days. I am, I, all my children did. I have nothing else to give. I'm going to go out in a glorious fight. So, all that being said, I don't know, guys, discuss. What do you, what do you guys think? Um, I, I, I don't think that it's correct to say it was good or evil to kill the dragon. Like, I, I it, don't think... It just sucked in general to kill the dragon, in my opinion. I mean, like, yeah. it was, uh, from West's perspective, he understood that, you know, this is a big creature that had to find, uh, basically made its own home, and now we're the assholes that are trying to force it out and or kill it. And, you know, having a family and all that, that just didn't seem fair in West's mind. So he 100% didn't want to kill it. So the fact that in the end, he ended up throwing the killing blow was just shit. <laughs> So that's just, um, yeah, it just felt a lot like a damned if you do situation because yeah. we were willing to negotiate with the dragon, but with how the situation ended up turning, there was just no going back. And I know that uh, Ariel uh, saw that there was, uh, a, a, again, if I'm putting words in Ariel's mouth, please tell me. Um, uh, I think it was like, um, we're going to save a lot more lives if this dragon dies. Look at all the damage is done. Versus Aurea mm -hmm. saying like, Again, Aurea, please stop me if I'm putting words in your mouth. Like, this is his home. Like, we're being the jerks about it. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. What, what is Ariel and Aurea's thoughts on the situation? Or the players, what do you think their thoughts are? Very meta. Well, one of the other things that I have, well, that also kind of fueled Aurea's so with the, um, with the choice that she made was the night before when she was sitting there and actually talking with the plant life there. Mm -hmm. and it's also just thinking now of the repercussions the dragon's not there this swamp was able to maintain its habitat in this way because of this dragon well as, as Jesus said it was because the dragon was capable of manipulating the environment exactly now I'm just at the same time just yeah. like and Aurea didn't know that though exactly but at the same time now it's like what's going to happen to this mm -hmm. environment that's a stressful thought as a druid. It is a very stressful thought as a druid. It's a thought, thought for Aurea. Yeah. Oh, I think that uh, uh, because Jeremiah is not physically here, I think that he, he uh, asked, um, and I will confirm that to you guys, was uh, he said, well, the dragon roared like the middle of the night, and he just said no. What was that about? Was that because the, the, the last child died? And I'm like, yeah, that's why. Oh, if you guys want to come into his habitat in the middle of the night, like let's say Ariel or Ori who has healing magic or even uh, Laz, and for some reason you guys went into his place and like when there was like no nobody there to interrupt you guys and were to at least heal the dragon before it finally passed, um, then a whole 
slew of negotiation would have like been there because it would have been able to trust you before the pal the dick paladins of lawful good came the not paladins they're they're paladins no but they're not pals okay gotcha because it's and, in the name. Uh, and you're before to be a pal, I, you're a paladin. Yeah, I, I, I gotcha. So uh, <laughs> before I get into the topic of yes, they are paladins. Here is evidence, <laughs> which is kind of begging the question a bit, but D and D does that. Uh, yeah. What was Ariel's take on the whole situation? Well, Ariel being an angel, the dragon is evil. Like that's just straight up. That's, I mean, out of game, like not metagaming the dragon is supposed to be evil um it's a black dragon so Mm -hmm. um but in game i mean it was it was giving us the ultimatum that it's going to stay there and anyone who comes to it's going to get killed or we have to murder the sons of a dwarf to appease it and i'm like i mean it's both of those options are absolute garbage or there's the third option kill the dragon and end the uh, the threat completely. No more people will die ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In that area, so it's like stop a thousand years of bloodshed for you know one evil dragon being killed. So it was it was a pretty much like a no brainer decision for Ariel at that point because he tried to talk to it and just didn't really uh, didn't really work out that way. Yeah. And uh, would would uh, uh, you say that um, if the dragon were to mention something like the reason why I'm saying this is because I never leave my swamps. The, the dwarves keep attacking me in my home. They've killed my children. And look what they've done. They're paying you to murder me, a creature you don't even know. Would that have swayed uh, Ariel's conversation? I don't think so because I think, I mean, he did mention that. The dragon did kind of mention that in his conversation with Ariel is that, you know, I'm minding my own business here, but they keep coming here. And I said, okay, well, what if we can talk to the dwarves? I, I, I did say that. I was yeah, like, what yeah, if yeah. we go back and talk to the, the dwarves and we have them stop sending people to come kill you? You know, you'll have, you won't have to worry about that. He's like, the only way there's going to be peace is if you bring me the heads of the Duke's son. And I was like, yeah. or the Duke's sons. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's not going to be an option. <laughs> that was a no-go for Ariel. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, which so Ariel was giving this 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 uh, creature a chance. It wasn't just like yes. you come here. Oh, okay, the textbook says he's uh, it says a C E next to him. Therefore, he's chaotic evil, and there's no option. We got to kill this motherfucker. Um, yeah, Ariel, he was, no, was being yeah, he was being a real paladin. Yeah, because like I said, you know, Ariel knows the time to kill and the time not to kill. Um, and I think even reading into, yeah. And like reading into like Paylor and stuff, I think they said like the natural enemies in the, the human realm or material realm, I guess, um, of Paylor are vampires because, you know, the light and the the very opposite of light. Yeah. Um, so like one of the tenants of follower Paylor is, you know, to kill vampires. But then I was also reading in, in depth more about that. And it was saying, you know, that Paylor gives vampires the option to turn from the darkness so it's like you so being a paladin of paylor i know to give people you know a second chance even if they are evil or they are monsters that's why he spared the storm lord um he tried to negotiate with the dragon so yeah, yeah. for sure 
And uh, so, uh, Ariel being a paladin versus yeah, these yeah. guys as being paladins. <laughs> he is a paladin. Um, there, there is that uh, that um discussion of uh, uh, so like uh, how do I word this in a correct way? Uh, okay, so gods in D and D are are things that that exist. They manipulate the world. Um, Heronius, yeah. uh, being a lawful good god, and Paler being a chaotic good god or neutral good, I forget. Uh, they're still good. They, they they both give out positive energy, healing. Like that, they're they're essentially good things. They're they're mm-hmm. physically manifestation of what it truly means. The form of good, not 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 our thoughts over. Um, should we eat fish on Friday? Is that good or not? Like a f- actual good. Um, what does it truly mean to be good? So these things are are entities of that. Uh, mm-hmm. Heronius has a different way of viewing the world than Paylor does, and for whatever it's worth, Heronius is a a battle god. Heronius one, it's black and white, like like uh like J House says, it's black and white. That dragon exists, therefore it's evil, and I have to kill it. I will beg the question, saying why is it evil? Because I because God says it's evil, therefore it's evil. Like. Uh, in and I think that in the world of D and D specifically, uh, our our section of the hemisphere, through like uh, um, a Judeo Christian God, where God is all knowing, all powerful, and all good, these gods don't have those three quotas. Um, you can hide from a god. You can technically become more powerful than a god. You can technically, um, I'm like. Uh, I I would I I hate the idea when when someone says that uh, God is uh, vengeful. Like no no, God God is beyond the idea of petty vengeance. Like but yeah. Heronius isn't a motherfucker. You step on his shoe, he's gonna give you a black <laughs> eye, and he's God. So uh, fucking you get that that black eye and you love it. Um, what says <laughs> Heronius? Square up. <laughs> uh, so like like in and that's why I think D and D specifically says they're deities versus they're like a god, um, um, yeah. like which is a, a different like yeah. a, a realm of things. Um, uh, yeah, one thing I like about uh, playing with the deities in D and D is they're essentially their own characters. They have their own ambitions, yeah, yeah. faults that can help flavor your story however it needs be. Yeah, and and. So here, here again, going towards ethics and uh, and alignment. So oh, if if uh, uh, like how monstrous, and I think that we would all agree uh, that this would be monstrous for um, like let's go, uh, I don't know, uh, let's say Janva somehow stepped into Sacred World. And was walking the street. Senven. Senven is a, a character. Senven's yeah. walking down the street, and then G House comes. He says, "Oh, you're a drow. Uh, square up and like decapitates him." And he's like, "Well, I did good today." Um, like, I think we were all like, "Say that's that's horrendous. Like, that's that's yeah, an that's, awful thing to yeah. have happened." But yeah, he's yeah. getting spells. He can heal. He has a as a paladin a like I mean small but a he can communicate with Paylor and Paylor answers him back 
mm-hmm. Halor, I'm mean, sorry, uh, uh, Heronius is is uh, is uh, is re is kind of like saying yes, that is correct. What you just did, that murderous act, is correct. Mm-hmm. Like the I I, I would uh, probably hesitate and say like, well, you know. Uh, Paylor, uh, sorry, Heronius is above that. That, uh, like, what was the context? You know, every detail matters. It's case by case scenario. Um, if he just straight up and like killed someone just because they're literally dark skinned, like that's fucked up versus this other light skinned, pointed eared creature. Um, uh, but the long history of the drow, etc., like, like we can go back and forth with, with this theoretical discussion, but uh, mm-hmm. these, these these people with power, especially clerics and, and uh, anything that is considered divine magic, so not you're, you're not wizards, there are entities that created existence that is saying, you killing that dragon is a good thing. Trust me, I know. I am a deity. Here, here's, here's holy magic. Here is non-arguably good casting into you. That, I mean, like, that's a conversation above my pay grade, but it's an interesting thing to discuss when we're talking about mm-hmm. ethics, specifically about paladins and clerics and et cetera. Um, because I think if I, if you guys discussed it with the dragon and you guys diplomacy did, and uh, he would probably not move from his swamps. He'd be like, all right, cool. Just please tell the, the, the dwarf not to send anyone over here. Uh, I'm going to bury my children where I was raised. This is what I want to do. This is my swamps. I've been here before that motherfucker's ever even lived. Before his grandparents even were born. I This was my home. So I'm not moving. But yeah. I'm also not going to kill anybody. Uh, and then I was going to feed into the whole stereotype of, uh, of greed. And like the dwarf like, well, nope, we got to go kill him. And then maybe another political discussion where you guys needed to like negotiate with the dwarf and see what was going to happen. Uh, the dwarf had a yeah, very key yeah. set mind of that dragon needs to go because my entire 400 years of living, it is an evil creature. It was an evil creature when my grandfather was alive. It was an evil creature when my grandfather's grandfather was alive. Um, so... Um, just as a discussion, and now with uh, uh, West reading the message yeah. that Promise gave to, or at least someone no, naming themselves Promise gave to Fox, saying yeah. that Promise is going to be the third great worm to pass from this earth, and you guys, be, Promise doesn't know this because it happened like a month ago in the game. But mm-hmm. technically, if Promise passes, it'll be the fourth Great Worm to pass this Earth. Because you guys killed mm-hmm. one of them. Whoops. Um, so, just just, just as a, a, a thing, a food for thought. Also, Fox yeah. is a dick, and he's a... Uh, you guys are on his shit. I love Fox. And I love... Uh... What's so, up, bro? You were a robot. Yes. Uh, I said I love Fox, even if he's a ghost. Yeah. What's up, Ariel? So another thing is, like, I said, you know, Ariel would give people a chance. Like, he's tried to save Drow when we went down there and we rescued mm-hmm. the slaves. He mm-hmm. healed them, gave them his, yeah. Yeah, you did. his you did. cloaks and stuff. But So you do that for anyone, essentially. Vampires, um, Stormlords, Dragons, what be it. Yeah. But there is a limitation to that mercy essentially um and that would be demons and devils mm-hmm. Oof. i mean which 
which being a which is one reason why he's so concerned with west visions Oof. because uh, <laughs> he's an angel that's literally the one thing he's not allowed to uh you know turn a blind eye to yeah and being being demons and devils you know straight from the plains of hell and layers of hell whatever so oh the dreams they, aren't they, that they're, bad they're created oh, oh. <laughs> so many words I mean, hey, I mean, you know, I have these dreams, and I mean, sometimes I hear screaming, and it sounds like, so it's weird. Which, which is a thing that I, I'm super excited. That's why when when uh, Colton you said, "Can I be an angel in this campaign?" Like, this is actually yeah. the best campaign for you to be an angel. Like, like because we're going to tackle, I think, even harder questions as the campaign goes on. Yeah. Because um, yeah. Ariel, like you, it, it's. It is a fact. Ariel is an angel. Ariel yeah. comes from Mount Celestia. The, these these are not. Oh well, uh, like what is it? No, Ariel is an entity that was created with compassion and peace and love and purity. Yeah, like exactly. like like that. That is where Ariel came from. And this, even if he was just a normal tiefling, even if if the story didn't progress where it went and he stayed. Uh, a tiefling who was just an alcoholic. <laughs> he yes. has fiendish blood coursing through his veins. He mm-hmm. has a blood that comes from the abyssal or or hellish plane. Like that is a thing that is indistinguishable. And I know that when we were discussing yeah. a little bit earlier on um on Vic on your games on like at least uh uh Again, if I'm putting words in your mouth, please tell me. Uh, the whole idea that uh, quote-unquote racism is eliminated in your world, which is fantastic, and I love that idea. In, in my game, it's a little bit different, as we're mm-hmm. fucking discussing right now. Ariel has purity courting through his veins. Yeah. Diz, Diz has hatred and blood and, and anger and uh, all these negative emotions, just evil courting through mm-hmm. its mm-hmm. veins. This was born this way, hasha ha, Ariel was born <laughs> that way as well. Like the, these, these are yeah. not the, these are deterministic things that are true. Ariel was born in a realm of purity. This maybe not born in the realm of uh, 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 evil, but has blood coursing through its veins from yeah. a realm of pure evil. Yeah, so, and that's also the thing is that's why. So Ariel, he's neutral good i believe is what i had or chaotic good you have um, chaotic so good chaotic i remember good. we ask every week yeah. <laughs> um yeah he's chaotic good but his good his version of good isn't necessarily the same version of good as like west's or the rest of humanities because he's not of humanity mm-hmm. let's define chaotic things. good <laughs> which, sees, yes yeah. please which, which is a thing that that's like this. like that I, I love about the need because exactly what colton just said yeah. Ariel's not from this plane of existence. Yeah. The, the same thing an elithid would find good would be alien to us. I, I think an elithid yeah. would be like, so let me get this straight. You treat that four legged animal with love, but this other four legged animal you eat, why don't you treat that one with love? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's completely bonkers to it. Like, they yeah. both have a brain, they're both food, right? 
Like, I don't understand why that one doesn't get the same treatment as that one. We should just slaughter its meat and eat the brain. I don't, I don't understand. Or an ooze just being like, everything's glorp, food. Glorp, glorp. Glorp, glorp, bitch. Glory to glorp, glorp. Glory to bloop. Bloop. Glory to the bloop. Oh, bloop. fucking bloop. Oh, I forgot about bloop. Um, I mean, like, uh, like, um, um, elicted being, uh, like, an extreme example, obviously. But, uh, Things yeah. like, you know, uh, dragons would, would have a completely different view on how mm-hmm. the world should work based on their thing. Like, a black dragon is born and automatically people want to kill it. Um, yep. uh, and when uh, you you guys, uh, uh, a little bit of that discussion was given off. And, uh, and I think it's fair for you guys to, like, in-game in say it as well. Because all everyone, like, oh my god, I did not know that. Uh, when you guys discovered that Jamal... Uh, this is Ariel hearing for the first time. Jamal is a dragon. Uh-oh. What? Jamal oh. is a dragon. <laughs> yeah, he hates us now. He Jamal. fucking hates us, bro. Let, let's 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 not put words oh. in his mouth. Jamal okay, well, is a young copper dragon. That's who, who we saw. Yes, so that's that's the person you saw. Which Vic was like, Oh my god, you said he had a copper yes, he did have copper skin. Yeah, I know. I was like, You described him with copper skin, you motherfucker. Yeah. Um so Dang. uh Jamal and the reason again, Jamal was there to do something, which uh, uh, because of how the interaction happened, he didn't explain himself because he didn't feel like he needed to. But when you guys came, uh, sorry, when he came over, the first thing that the player said was, "Do we shoot that one too? It is a dragon." So Jamal just sees people he trusts and loves, um, and trying to make a business with with orc death over there. And like, oh, you just kill this this thing. You kill someone that is like me, and there's very few of us out there. Oh shit. Okay, I thought this was gonna go differently. All right. Well, let me go down and discuss it. What do you mean you're going to shoot me just because I look like him? No, fuck that. Let me leave. Mm-hmm. Um, because now my life's in danger. Because as much as Jamal is awesome, Jamal can't take all you guys on, including yeah. the paladins, including. Uh, um, yeah. like it's just it's too much. It's, he's he's way weaker than a than a gargantuan dragon. Um, so that's why uh, when you guys came to him, he was just pure mad, and his wife had to be like, "I know he has a he has a temper. He's young. Forgive him." Uh, which hint hint, because he's he's a young dragon. He's he, a baby. Yeah. He's a he's a baby. He's like a forty year old baby. And the oh, his, here's a here's a fun chat. Yeah. Um, uh, and... chats, uh, yeah. What's up? No, I was saying in chat, uh, and, uh, Noman is a copper skin half orc, also a shape changed copper dragon. That's cool. Oh, hey, that's lovely. Hmm. That's cool. That's a fun character. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. And so Jamal's wife, the yeah. uh, the uh, El the dwarf, she's older mm-hmm. than him. She's 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 been through it all with him because, she, you know, yeah. she dwarves are technically long-aged creatures as well. Uh, that's mm-hmm. what she's like, oh, no, don't worry about it, he's young. But she didn't mean like, oh, he's, he, he's young as a human. It's like, I think you guys already know. Um, yeah. And uh, he's saying, like, he'll get over it. But, you know, right now is not a good place for him. Uh, yeah. uh, his, we're going, to, we should have done this a long time ago, but we stayed here because we thought it was a good idea because uh, um, they knew what the Dwarven King wanted to do. And Jamal had mm-hmm. a lot of faith in you guys trying to solve this without nobody dying, but it didn't happen. So like, yeah, not that like Jamal never came to you guys and said, "Hey, 
this is the situation. Go, don't kill the dragon because my feelings are gonna get hurt. Like you know, mm-hmm. that's that's not at all what happened. And uh, and uh, people do what people do. Creatures do what creatures do. Yeah. Um, even dragons can shed a tear. Uh, so he's like, I'm gonna go visit Promise. Like I knew I should have when T left, when Fox was leaving. Like we're all yeah. gonna go visit our friends. Uh, because uh, now you know why they were all heading across halfway throughout the world to go visit this one small island um, mm-hmm. by themselves if they had to. Uh, as Vic saw that this, there is a dragon in that island named Promise who apparently is about to pass away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so everybody of his friends is going to go say hi to him or goodbye to him. Mm-hmm. I review it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I uh, I kind of wanting to interject on yeah. perception of black dragons as uh-huh. a whole because um, I wanted to bring this up from my campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've run this game like three times, and every time I have faced the players with the decision of you have these three black dragon eggs, what do you do with them? You have been opposing a cult that is essentially evil, and they are working with dragons who are evil. And so you are presented with these uh, these unborn dragons who, it, depending on how you see it, could also be evil. What do you do with them? And I've noticed three out of three times everyone has decided to save the dragons and not, you know, destroy the eggs. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, I guess, um, if that plays more... I'm trying to think how to word this. Is that just uh, just the player decision of understanding that like it, it's uh, getting a little meta into the player being like, no, they're babies, can't do that, or I, I is that like a conscious character? That. I think it's one hundred percent from Fox's perspective. It is a big yeah. argument of Fox views uh, beast and 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 animals uh, as to a higher living standard than yeah. than uh, uh, like uh, let's say a human. Uh, and he said many times, I don't understand these social cues like. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make sense. Like, you just just fucking eat with your hands and shit where you want to shit. Like, that. why do you have to build this giant <laughs> hassle? Like, it's taking away oxygen from the world. Uh, like, yeah. Fox is more of a, a, a monster than anything because he's a gigantic fucking turtle. Um, uh, so Fox... He's also a crazy a, old druid. <laughs> he is a very crazy druid. Legitimately, he is insane. Uh, hopefully, we'll start <laughs> seeing his dimension in a minute. Um, yes. But he, oh, God. he's... He views these dragons as children because there's no other way for them him to view them. I mm-hmm. I, I I think that that a lot of us when like because I had this conversation with with uh with with my bae and when I was telling her about the situation with the dragons she was like yeah of course you say the black dragons they're the cutest of all the dragons in the player team in the monster manual and like <laughs> that's yeah. that's a very like. I agree. They look really fucking cool because they do because they're, they're a mohawk. Yeah. Um, yes. But it's it's one of those things where like that's not the character making the decision yeah, it's, now. It's not the and, character. And it's I the really, player. I I really think, and especially now, how our social media dictates a lot of things is like let's make things cute. Let's give uh, this this spider googly eyes. Let's um, <laughs> we're gonna play with our dogs. Like uh, um, like. I think all those factors have leaked into the game and said, we need to save these dragon eggs. Mm-hmm. I, I really think 95% of the world would have said dragon eggs. Those are bad. 
Maybe I don't want to smash him because I don't want that on me. But let's give yeah, him to yeah. somebody who will. Right. So, like, as Vic said about, like, saving the dragon eggs, it's like, I mean, we've seen that. So, like, Arya wanted to kill the big dragon. Didn't want to kill, but he had felt like he had to kill the big adult mm-hmm. dragon because it's, it's fairly evil. Um, and it's been raised to be that way. He doesn't believe you know you're unless you're a demon or a devil he doesn't believe you're born evil like that's just not even a thing to him he thinks everyone has a chance and we see a great example of that when he adopted tarsius and cordelia yeah 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 that was a, that was a big moral thing at the beginning like these yeah, things are monsters big, what do you want to do? evil creatures yeah like and that's like a big thing even and he doesn't care what it, or let me rephrase that he does care what his god thinks about it but at the end of the day I don't care what Paler thinks about kill. me. Yeah, he's not going to... Well, huh. <laughs> West doesn't think what people care about West in general. Correct. <laughs> Which is amazing. <laughs> but, like, that's that's like... He's not going to kill Cordelia or Tarsius or any other young child just because they have a perception of being evil. He will, however, kill demons and devils because they're created to be evil. But well, that's not the case for like Cordelia and Tarsius and a black dragon. Essentially, it's yeah, which is you like can the, raise them or teach them to not be that way. Yeah, which is a conversation of like nature versus uh, nature. Yeah, like yeah. our our yeah. which which in of itself is a gigantic philosophical conversation about deterministic factors. So mm-hmm. if, if like if uh, which uh, like we won't discuss, but technically. When you start arguing like, well, it's it's a demon or it's an angel, therefore it's good or it's bad, then none of its actions, as the second that, that energy exists, none of its actions can ever be placed on them because they're evil or they're good. So if a devil was created, it never had a choice other than to be evil. So to kill mm-hmm. it because it was born that way is completely messed up as to say an angel because it was born that way, we should praise it. Um which, again, going to the nature versus nurture conversation, a dragon being born, it never had a choice on its yeah. brain chemistry, on its where it was inhabited, the neighboring mountains, like factors that are beyond ever it being alive have already determined that this dragon is going to be an evil creature. That is such a, like, not that that doesn't happen. Like, we do that all the mm-hmm. fucking time because we're unperfect creatures. But yeah. that, like that, when when you start branching into those conversations, which like I'll never make a player a character that thinks that way because it's gonna ruin the game. Because I've had it, and my play, my the other players were like, no, like this isn't fun. Just kill yeah. the fucking orc. Like, all right, here you go. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> it, it's 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 just a uh, a thought. It's 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 a good thought to have in the back of our minds. As at the end right. of the day, we're still going to roll to kill the orc because. He said some bad things, and he does worship Orcus, and I think that's kind of bad. Um, just a little. Just a little bit bad. Uh, just, just a little bit. So little bit. I have a question, just uh, going off the hypothetical here. Yeah. Um, so uh, on the scenario with the black dragon and whether to kill it or to do uh, negotiate or whatever, um, how, would, how would you think... Um, I guess flipping it to my Horde of the Dragon Queen players, how would you have handled that situation? One more time, please. Okay. So, for the situation that happened in Sacred World, where we had to confront the Black Dragon and try to either negotiate or kill it, 
How do you think your character in Horde of the Dragon Queen handled it? I would have called the dragon a pussy. Uh, <coughs> I would have told him to man the fuck up or, or woman up uh, and fucking get over himself. Uh, and if it wanted to uh, have a conversation with the Dwarven King about peace, fucking do it yourself, you goddamn coward. You're obviously Fair. strong enough to fucking mow down these people. Just, it sucks. Take your children somewhere else. Recuperate. Take a week off. Come back. Show the Dwarven King, look at all my dead children. What the fuck? Let's talk. <laughs> because I will eat you right now. <laughs> and I'm not. Um... Uh, Fox Fox likes to cut to the chase of things. It's uh, I I think Fox views the world a little bit how I view uh, morality and ethics. Uh, mm -hmm. Nothing is good and nothing is bad. It is just a choice you make at that time. And in, yeah. in hindsight, it's twenty twenty. If you if you knew this was a bad idea, you would not have done it. We we live in a uh, unfortunate deterministic world where we cannot see the determinism being started. So we don't know what the end result is going to be. Fucking make the one that's going. Take yourself out of the equation. Make the choice that you know is going to be the least damaging overall. Stop wasting okay. my time. I have I have a follow up question for that for Fox on his viewpoint on that, but I want to hear from uh, John Van Grayson and Ophelia. Yeah, <laughs> Ophelia's on the chat. She hasn't said she anything. She is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what do you guys would have done against the dragon? Yeah, uh, Grayson would have just walked away. It's not his problem. That's a very fair thing to do. That's a very Grayson thing to do. Yeah. yeah. He would have tried to made friends with it because it would have been the coolest thing she'd ever seen. But Yuli would be like, what the hell? And he <laughs> against it. He's like, really? Really? I need to rage before I get this. I can just see Yuli be like, it's a dragon, and they'll feel like, I know, but did you see its horns? It's a fucking dragon. It just melted that dwarf. Yeah, but, like, we can still be friends. No! Picks her up, starts running away. <laughs> We're getting paid enough! Yeah, I'll be that kid, I'll be that kid, like, don't touch it, and I want to try to touch it. 100% yeah. <laughs> the relationship, and I love it. Chanda. Aside from panic right then and there. Well, besides panic right then and there. Oh yeah, you worship Bahamut. Mm -hmm. This thing is now she worships Bahamut. It, this creature is innately evil towards your deity. Yeah, Bahamut uh, worshiping Bahamut, I believe, is a for Jonva. That is, it is actually a very new in this because for the longest time she's worshipped Diamond. So, dun, dun, dun. oh god. Panic is just going off panic. and like just panic, panic because... beyond panic. What can we do? What would John would do? I guess even though she has zero uh, modifier and charisma, she would. John doesn't know her stuff. I'm just I'm just saying as me thinking. Yeah, probably attempt to uh, talk it down. That's all she can she can think think to do and would do. I love how you have two characters that would 100 percent talk down the dragon. That's great. <laughs> so, Fox, uh, yeah. on that whole thing you mentioned about morality and it being a decision of the moment and knowing that it's not truly right or wrong, it's just what you did in that moment and mm -hmm. so on and so forth. Uh, how does that reflect with um, 
things you told me about uh, Fox's backstory with uh, specific people in his lives that were in his life. Okay. Without ruining too much of his backstory for the people that are playing the game. Yes. Um, Fox is tired. Okay. I I I subconsciously put a lot of myself into Fox. He he's just fucking tired of the world. It's mm-hmm. it's it's not my problem, but I cannot go to sleep at night knowing that you are hungry. It's not yeah. my problem, but I can't go to sleep at night knowing that there's a fucking dragon who's being a dick and destroying this castle. Like I just I just want to sleep. Mm-hmm. I just don't care anymore. I really <sighs> All right, I guess I'll get a fucking Tiamat. Okay, who's this bitch? Like I just <laughs> I don't I don't care. I, I really don't care. It's your problem. But if I don't do something, then there's a million people are going to die. Plant life is going to die. Animals can go insane. It's going to undo the world. I just don't care anymore, but I have to do something because if I don't, then I cannot go to sleep because I can't go to sleep because the thoughts are in my fucking head and I need to just go to sleep at night. So I'm and going to spud. try. Well, Spud is is a, a very physical representation of that. Like yeah. it, 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 Spud is his scapegoat. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's, I need to make sure Spud's okay. It's, it's yeah. a lot of his escape to just say the day that Fox feels that Spud is fine and does not have to worry about Spud is the day Fox will steal a ship because ownership is a dumb thing in his mind because, um, <laughs> because he's a jerk. I don't know where this is going. Um, and he's just going to sail off. Excuse me. And right back into Sacred World, apparently. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and back into the <laughs> campaign. Like, like uh, again, Fox is a very um, sad character. He's, 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 uh, he's an extremely depressed individual. And, and uh, a lot of, like, myself is written in that thing, where it's just like, I just, it, it, um, I have an overall sense of empathy, I've been told. Towards towards anything, animals, people. That's why I don't like. That's why I'm vegetarian. It's just, it's just I, I don't care. I really I really don't give a shit that you're that this is happening in the world. But it, I can't go to sleep at night because my thoughts keep fucking going back to this goddamn subject. So let me do something about it. And Fox yeah. physically has a power to do something. Like Fox, if 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 Fox did not have his druidic abilities. He would have just sailed off into the ocean and roasted and, ha- and said goodbye. But he can do something about it. And it's that thought of him in the middle of the night where I could have done something about it, but I didn't. That's going to eat him inside. So, even mm-hmm. though he... Not that... No, I can I can fairly say Fox doesn't give a shit about anybody in the group. Not really. He also doesn't want to see them harmed. There's a difference between not caring and and not loving them. Um, yeah. Uh, he he doesn't want to see them in pain. He sees how, that they're trying to do something beyond themselves, and that's amazing. And he mm-hmm. wants to help with that. But at the end of the day, he doesn't give a shit about <laughs> the the petty squabbles that they have. It's because it's not important. It's it's not right. Mm-hmm. It, Grayson, you have a son. That's whatever. 
<laughs> that doesn't that that's that's so minuscule and this five headed dragon bitch fucking not letting my baby donkey sleep or go oh. eat or fucking go in a city where it's illegal for him to be because he has hooves. Um like the the so that I guess. I don't know. Does that answer your question? Yeah, that, that kinda answers the question. Okay. Fox is a weird guy. Fox is a weird guy. We love Fox. So, so how do y'all really deal should. with shift? How do y'all deal with shifting morality? Ooh. I think it's yeah, that's always a a fun thing. Because we we've dealt with a little bit of that with Aurea, but I don't think it's really affected much anyone else in I th- the party. I so think far. yeah, I think uh oh we are red. Are we not live anymore? No, we're still live. Okay, I have I have a red message that we're dropping frames even though nothing's happening. Okay, I I see that we're still live on the okay. account. Cool, awesome. Uh, all right, and we're green. Maybe it was just for a second. Um, I I like the there's Tiamat. Uh, there's Tiamat. Um, <laughs> uh, the the way that your um your Star Wars DM handled the situation on like Siths mm-hmm. and Jedi's because like, that's yeah. an easy thing for us like to get our minds around Sith and, and Jedi. Um, I I that's how I feel. If you're you're fine in the game like i like let's say you um killing technically is an evil thing right um like shifting morality is fine until it becomes a problem to tell the story for us having fun once Mm -hmm. once you go dark side then we cannot have you like Mm -hmm. i think fox is tiptoeing on that really heavily for the horde of the dragon queen because he did some fucked up things he, it was yeah, <laughs> and no, it's unexcusable. Yeah, it's really, it's offline. really, it's completely unexcusable. We are offline. Yeah, now we went offline. Ugh. Damn it. Uh, I guess we're back. Are we? I, I, on my end, it says we're back. Oh my god, it's like nothing's happening. These frames. What the heck? To, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Weird. Uh, okay. All right. It says we don't. We're not dropping any frames, but we have a red. Uh, hey, chat. Can you let us know if we're if uh, we are not uh, live? <laughs> if we are live, please let us know if we're live because we're confused. Waiting thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, on uh, OBS disconnected and reconnecting. Wow, that was loud. Um, That's nice. Let me. We live? Question mark. Uh, hey Lynn, how do you think Alistair would have handled the I dragon? I guess we're live. Oh. Uh, he would have uh, probably talked no, to no, it. No, it says we went offline. Yeah. He would have been a bro. He would have been a bro. Be like, yo, bro, what's up? Probably would have annoyed it out of its cave. Alistair's really good with empathy. Like, yeah. he would try to see it from their point of view. Should be live again. Mm-hmm. He's a sweetie. He'll make yeah, him tea. Aw. <laughs> and probably try to convince him like an alternative way to do things. No. Uh, let me just uh, write oh that God. note down. Wow. <laughs> that, that that pounding. Sorry if we <laughs> got disconnected and uh, we are reconnected, for, especially for our audio listeners on Spotify in the future. Uh, there's going to be 
two awkward cuts in the middle of our conversation. <laughs> two awkward cuts. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I mean, we we've gone past our two hour mark that we uh, we set ourselves for. Yeah, uh, we did. Is, uh, yep. is there any any last minute things that we want to discuss in our never ending discussion of what does it mean to be good or evil? Hmm. Nope. Not that I can think of. Uh, you think I'd have good questions for this? Yeah. <laughs> it's a hard. It's it's like it's, in of it's itself, such a, it's a shifting. Hard topic. It, yeah, it's such a shifting topic because there's like so many angles you can approach it at. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 yeah. sorry. I, I do remember uh, before we cut off uh, the whole Jedi and Je uh, Sith thing. Uh, only, yeah. because I don't know if it was recorded, uh, only when it becomes a problem in the table, as in you are pure evil and your methods are against the party, then, yeah. uh, or you're being a dick, like uh, a person I knew who was an archer drow and just enslaved this entire party. Um, I know. That guy sounds like a dick. I should never play with him. Um, uh <laughs> Like if you if if your motives go to that, where it's counterproductive to the first thing of D and D, which is having fun, yeah, then yeah. then you're like that character is out. That character is now yeah. an NPC. I I feel like that if you want to play, especially if you want to play a character who falls within the evil alignment, that has to 100% be an open discussion with the DM and the table on how they feel about it and how they think it would affect the campaign and character goal goals like if it's something that yeah. you know it's like hey that'd be fun i totally want somebody to be an adversary for me and just completely crap on every turn i go through like, like it's it's uh it's yes but also yeah. I, th I think that um uh w a thing that i did say at the beginning of the game and i completely agree yeah uh, uh conversations and talking things out is the best way to run your table please yeah, please always have it but also, taking in mind of a situation where uh, that I've read about old school D and D, where like a mm -hmm. doppelganger like takes control of a player, and that player and the DM have that discussion in private, right? Or like yeah. a Sith oh, yeah. infiltrating uh, the Jedi Order, like yeah, have that, that. <laughs> yeah, have that conversation in private because that adds to the story. But once it becomes yeah. my lightsaber goes against your lightsaber, after that encounter whoever was playing the evil character i've i view which again this is just my table not everyone will think the same that uh -huh. got now that it's meta now that like as soon as you know something you can't unknow it right so like as yeah, soon yeah. as the rest of the party knows holy crap you were the guy who was sabotaging us oh my god uh as soon as that that session is over then that guy cannot be that sith lord anymore they mm -hmm. have yeah. to create a new character. And if the Sith Lord I... died, cool. If they live, then now you have a new villain. I think I told you about it a little bit, but I, I mean, for our listeners, mm -hmm. when I was playing that EOE campaign, and it was about, I think it was four of us, um, myself and another one of my friends, we were Jedi Padawan learners. The other two mm -hmm. were playing as clone troopers. It was the beginning of the Clone Wars. So like our <clears> first <throat> couple sessions were prepping and going to Geonosis to save Padme, Obi-Wan, and Anakin. But we got there, and it was a trap for us, and a lot of Jedi died, including my character's master and my friend's character's master, and then a couple other not notable Jedi like Kiadi Mundi and Ayla Sakura, they all died. And things throughout the rest of the game, for a, a while, a couple like IRL months, 
just kept going wrong. Our missions supposed to be routine, you know, take this outpost back from the separatists and destroy the droids. I encountered, like we split the party and the, the clones went one way. My Jedi Padawan friend went another way. I went a different way and I encountered a Sith Lord. Sith Lord absolutely kicked my ass. Like took my lightsaber from me, cut my arm off. Oof. And me, it's really easy to lose limbs, which is ridiculous. But anyway, um, so that happened. Another mission down the line, I ran into the same dude again. He stole my new lightsaber and kicked my ass. I go back to our Star Destroyer, and I go to my quarters with my Jedi Padawan friend. And, oh, I guess now we're knights. And I see my lightsaber deconstructed sitting on my bed, but it's missing the crystal. And there's a oh, note no. from the Sith. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, so no. I get uh, Master Kit Fisto says, okay, you can have my uh, my lightsaber crystal for your lightsaber just for this, you know, the next, you know, couple months. So I get a letter or a, a message, I guess, a hollow message from that Sith Lord. And he's saying, come to these coordinates. We're going to settle this. Mm-hmm. Um and I go to the council and I'm talking to them and I say, you know, look, I have to do this alone. This is, you know, all I can do. So I go there, I fight him, I lose both my arms and get absolutely wrecked. And then I'm rescued by the Jedi afterwards because the Sith spares me. And then another couple sessions later, we're all hanging out and we go on a mission again. And we're getting surrounded by droidicas and stuff. And it's looking really bad. And my friend is like, my Jedi friend is like, all right, I'm going to make a lightsaber attack. And I'm like, yes, you know, go Zonkizo, kill the, the separatists, whatever. And next thing I know, he, he hits, he rolls, he rolls like a triumph. And I'm like, hell yeah, triumph, you know, good job. And then our game master looks at me and says, roll from the critical table. Uh-oh. And I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm like, why would I roll from the critical table? <laughs> but why? He's attacking the, he's attacking the separatists. Why would I roll? And I look over to my friend, who's been my Jedi friend for the last, like, four or five months IRL, and he just gives me this sly smile. And I'm like, <laughs> oh! And I'm like, oh. You're the Sith Lord! And he starts laughing. And that at that very second, the Game Master says, hand me your character sheet, and he controls the Sith Lord from that, that point forward. Oh my god. That is incredible. <laughs> That is it amazing. Was like the most amazing, like plot twist. And now his character being controlled by the game master becomes the campaign nemesis. My friend rolls a new Jedi and ends up ends up killing his old character. Oh, that's awesome! Wow. Yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. Oh, yay! I'm not playing a Star Wars game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so much fun. Oh, yeah. oh it sounds think, like so much fun. I think the best part of playing like any type of RPG or something like that is where you have those kind of moments and uh-huh. also the moment where you're sitting there, you're facing a huge challenge and you just have to let out a giant sigh and be like, that's not what my character would do. They would do this. And then you're just yes. and watch them jump off a cliff or something. Yes. <laughs> yes. Not, not calling anyone out specifically. So- so many times I wanted to read notes, read books, and I couldn't. <laughs> so painful. <laughs> now I can read. 
Now, now Sadie gave me the ability to read. And Sadie, I can let read. me read. See, Ariel, this isn't so bad. He taught me how to read. <laughs> As Wes looks at you with completely red eyes. <laughs> uh, that was probably I, my proudest moment from last uh, last session was I was reading. sitting there and reading a whole book. <laughs> like West is reading a book. It's like this is scary. Don't see that every day. <laughs> yeah. Ariel, West voluntarily went to a church. Oh, he uh, did. Me, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Were, uh, uh, Ariel was technically with uh, which. Oh, yeah, Colton, you and I uh, before the game we were, like. To talk about yeah. some things uh because like you know you're okay um ario went to go deliver the horn of the uh the the oh no sorry the tooth of the black dragon uh to get y'all's reward um uh which is quite a bit of gold um and a lot more gems uh and west needed answers so in the dual mountains they're like well the for what you're looking for probably the best places to go is to the church of morden the dwarven god so uh, Wes went to a church voluntarily and read a holy text willingly. He did. He actually sat down and read. For about an hour, he was reading a holy text. What church was it? Uh, church of Morden. Yeah, it's it a church of Morden. Close enough. <laughs> I'm so proud. I, I am immensely <laughs> proud of him. Because it's oh god, I I I hate it and I love the challenge of the character because I know he has a good score. Like he's stupidly smart for a barbarian, but it's also taking into effect his how he grew up. And it's like okay, because he grew up in the mountains and he was excluded, he's not going to know a lot of things other people naturally know. So I have to work that into his character. Yeah. And it's 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 fun, it's fun but frustrating because I can't word things the way I want to word things. I like when uh, the, there is that visual moment in our games, and I get to see it because the DM, so I get to see all y'all's expressions when like yeah. Vic wants to say something, but Wes gets in the way, so Vic just yells, "I don't yeah. know." <laughs> <laughs> The rage is real. I love our collective <laughs> oh shit moment we have. Sacred yeah. world. You guys like, so fun. We, no, like with one of the fav- my favorite ones, and I feel like it needs to just be redrawn with all of our characters. Oh, you telling me to do something now? I'm no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. It was the entire because I have the, the screenshot saved somewhere. Oh, the oh shit moment where we di- identified the book. Uh. I remember that. Yeah, and everybody's face when we realized the kids were shit. The children yeah. they have like five HP. Oh yeah. fuck! The kids are in the room. There's, yeah. <laughs> There's a couple of of art projects that Vic and uh, Lynn had told me that they want to draw, and I'm like, oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> so many projects, bro. So yeah, that's that's why I hesitate to uh, to uh, ask for anything because you guys are drowning in your art. Well, uh, fuck you, because we're all getting new character cards. Because <laughs> I have better to do with my. Of course, of course. Oh, um, just for a thing, I want to see how you guys, uh, because it, because uh, like uh, Dicky wasn't there, so like he couldn't, like yeah. you know, RP. But uh, how would you have uh, handled his increasingly uh, distant drunkenness, which is a very relatable thing for West? 
Oh, oh, that's and right. And what he called West. Yeah, that was a moment. Uh, I really, I can't wait to see why he straight up dropped his head on the on the table. Yeah, that's why I was like, oh shit, bam. Yeah, fuck. What the <laughs> shit? No. Uh, I think it was like, I know Wes understood it as, oh fuck, you know Reefer, that's weird. And it's going to take a minute for him to process, wait, he was talking to me. So that's a whole other thing to unpack later. Yeah, because you guys have been like traveling for a month and we kind of sped that up yeah. because it was towards the end of the game and like, um, we just needed to quote unquote move the story along. Um, but uh, yeah, I... Uh, I'm very excited to to see how that unfolds. I'm very yeah, I'm very excited to see how that unfolds. I'm very excited to see uh things play out in Horde of the Dragon Queen cuz y'all are heading to Waterdeep and it'll be interesting. <sighs> Waterdeep. <laughs> you don't have to go find it. You don't have to. I have to. You have to. Oh, Jesus, Jesus has to fox. So just to clarify um, how long has it been since our party in Sacred World left Fangwood? Ooh, um, um, two, three, I would say three, maybe leaning on four months now. Oh, man. That's a long time for those kids to be left alone without us. Yeah, they they have a good support system there, though. They're, they're fine. Yeah, they're fine okay. where they're at. In the... They're not. A hey, fun fact, uh, Horde of the Dragon Queen squad, y'all have only been traveling together for about a month. Yeah. yeah it feels way that. longer than that. I know. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Ariel, I think Ariel, Wes, and Aurea have known each other for almost two years now, I think. Yeah, mm -hmm. about. Aurea and Wes probably longer than that, but uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's Aurea, Wes, and Ariel knew each other. Oh, well, it, yeah. was, it was within like I don't know, like maybe like by a few days, but yeah. Okay. Which was honestly a blink of an eye for Ariel, but you know. Yeah. yeah. Wow, uh, I that means I mean that the amount of time on on this scale means significant amount for the only human in the party. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you are the only human. I never thought about that. Yeah. Grayson, we're gonna go sit over here and just ignore these weird immortal beings. I don't know if Grayson would be okay with you sitting next to him. Nah. <laughs> oh, the audacity. I, yeah, I think it would be like, um, what gives you the right to sit in okay. this chair? How dare you speak to me? <laughs> oh. Or it's just one of the things where you just... Chattington and Grayson. Oh, God. Mimosa brunch with Chattington and Grayson. Oh, that god. sounds oh my god like an epic fucking movie we can get we can get shane in here and <gasps> he can speak for grayson oh, <laughs> it would be amazing i uh i think uh what can go wrong <laughs> i think we should uh that's a thing <laughs> i want this to happen uh future oh, film fuck. is that is that what we're Future I mean, film he's, where we can do I mean, like he's recording. already he's already got his like little animation. We're I'm it's almost there. Yeah, yeah. I mean practically <laughs> done. It's practically done. You just gotta animate Chattington and it's perfect. Oh god. Have that one um musical score playing in the background. Vivaldi Spring. 
on constant loop forever and ever. Yeah. Oh, man. I, uh, I fear, I fear I... the world where Grayson and Chattington are in the same room discussing things and throwing money at their problems. Take your notes. All right, y'all. We we've uh, we've gone way beyond our way. schedule time. Yes, you have a thing. Oh no, I was just saying way beyond. Like, yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, <laughs> we uh, we have two unusual cuts, maybe even three. So sorry for our audio listeners on uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. on the Spotify. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for a very small, brief discussion on ethics and morality yeah. in the world of Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, yes. I'm sure that we can go on for days about this and end up nowhere. Yeah, months, yes. years, eons. No, there's an entire uh, schooling. No, for yeah, this. No. it's called uh, philosophy. I know, I know. It's uh, where uh, I went to school and learned that there's nothing I can do with my degree. Oh. I mean, you're doing something with it now. Uh, getting paid. <laughs> we'll get to that. As much as anyone can hope for. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, everybody. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, thank we'll, you. Uh, thank you. We'll say adios See y'all next to, time. to you guys. Yes. Next. Uh, next oh, God. Ooh. Dog. No. No, Doggo. dog. Doggo. Next, uh, next Monday will be Horde of the Dragon Queen, and the Monday after that, we'll continue on with uh, this stream. And we'll yeah. see what other shenanigans our players do and our DMs allow. Uh, so yeah. we have another discussion. All right. Adios, everybody. 17. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.